This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Well, folks, we're here at the end of Proverbs 31 month. We learned a lot about women, I hope, and got to hear from a few helpful ladies on what womanhood and gender can feel like in the Christian church. We learned that women like Rebecca St. James love to wait, and that women like Point of Grace hate to wait. For the death train, that is. We learned from the ladies of Trinity that our bodies are the Lord's temple. And from the pages of Brio, we learned... Not much. <laughs> we learned that Proverbs 31 from the Bible can be a lot more than a laundry list of failures for Christian women to check off, but rather a stirring praise of wisdom and how ladies get it done. And tonight, we're going to take a lesson from little Gracie Trey in the 2013 film Grace Unplugged about the pitfalls of a young Christian woman in the Babylon that is the evil Los Angeles music scene. We learned things like to never trust greedy managers, Definitely don't trust those slimy TV boys and definitely, definitely have more than one song when you're trying to be a musician. (laughs) Most importantly, though, we learned that chasing your ambition to be a musician is just fine as long as you keep your two dads on stage. No, I'm not talking about an Adam and Steve situation, but rather your daddy here on earth and your daddy God in heaven. On how his life informed the film, writer-director Brad J. Silverman said, quote, These days, being a dad of four myself, the dad in the film is certainly an extension of my own experiences. So dads, get your promise ring boxes ready. And everyone else, tell your papa you love him. Because tonight we watched Grace <laughs> Unplugged, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. Yeah! Good job! Thanks, Tim. <laughs> On my previously thing. recorded intro. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Proverbs 31, Proverbs 31, Grace Unplugged, Proverbs 31. Mm-hmm. Wisdom. Purple. Linens. Linens. Welcome sewing. to Good Christian Fun. <laughs> Welcome to Good Sewing Fun. I'm Kevin. <laughs> I'm Caroline. And we're here to have a little good Christian fun. fun. Okay. Caroline, what's Good Christian Fun with GCF? Well, let me tell you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, this is this is a show where we talk about Christian pop culture and kind CPC. of the, the weird uh, upside down world it is. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of movies, a mm-hmm. lot of music just for the Christians mm-hmm. and no one else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe some crossover hits then. Yeah, Eventually, they can, they can perhaps. squeeze through, but it's frowned upon. Squeeze on through, um, Christians. Kevin and I have squeezed through as Christians. Yeah, we, uh, we, sque- we squeeze through the secular industry <laughs> of podcasting as Christians. Uh, that's right. And we uh, we don't know what we're talking about. We're no experts. We're dumb. But we will speak like experts that's from right. time to time. We'll take a hard stance. But listen, we're not here to make you go to church. We're not here to proselytize. 
proselytize to Proslice. you. And we're not here to bash you or mock you either. We're just here to have fun. Listen, there's a lot. We see this. We see the GCF table. We're all coming together. It's a UN conference. Mm-hmm. We're coming from different tribes I and prefer different a communion nation. table. A communion table. No, kind of this globalist, liberal oh, take you're oh, taking. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, <laughs> I, when I think of the UN now, by the way, I just think of Black Panther. Really? <laughs> just going to the UN and talking. I think of uh, Left Behind and Nikolai, the Antichrist, oh, taking yes. over. Two equally good characters. <laughs> <laughs> but Caroline, how is your heart today? Ah, my heart's good. Um, a little worn out from a little bit of fun we from had last, last night. night. We may or may not have gone to see the Newsboys live in concert. We may. <laughs> we certainly did. And uh, I was tearing it up. I was having a good time dancing. But yeah, we we had a good time. It seems no one else really did, but oh boy. we certainly did. Oh boy, I felt rowdy for whispering in between <laughs> songs. <laughs> it was it was a true like uh, test of your ability to know your volume and read the room mm-hmm. and the rows around us. Uh, I did not look behind us. I assumed they were upset with us. Yeah, I was. I kind of kept waiting for someone to give us. A look, you know that look of like mm-hmm. you're waiting like Rebecca St. James, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but instead, uh, no one did. They no. just respectfully faced forward and worshipped their God, and we squeezed out of there as Christians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm feeling good. That was a fun time. Yeah, it was lovely. How was your heart, Kevin? My heart's all right. I told you this earlier. But I found out this week from a mutual Pasadena buddy uh-huh. that, unbeknownst to me, every morning my my morning run route has taken me right by Meryl Streep's house. Yeah. Every morning I'm running by her, her palatial mansion. A, a Hollywood walk of fame over there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to dox her and say which street or where it is or Same what it looks like. Is that d- On <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a humbling moment. It made me you know, want to see her come out and get the morning paper and like on a particularly hard run look at me and say, that's all. And I don't have to run anymore or something, right? <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Or just do the full uh, full sweater monologue on you from Deborah Loves Prada. Did you say Deborah Loves Prada? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. There's a woman named Deborah. She Deb loves Prada. loves Prada. <laughs> Listen, you one thing you have to know about like Deborah. <laughs> Deborah loves Prada. Uh, but folks, this is our final installment. In Proverbs 31 month. Charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. A woman who How would you describe the mood of this song? Like the music? Um, slinky? It's... <laughs> It's slinky, it's jazzy, with a little slap on the wrist. (laughs) Now, don't be bad, don't be bad. No, seriously, don't be bad. That's like kind of the energy of the song. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Proverbs 31 month. We got a a movie tonight based around perhaps a Proverbs 31 woman, Grace. Gracie Trey. And we got maybe a Proverbs 31 woman to talk about it with us. Right here in the room. Because we needed some help, folks. Oh, I'm so excited for this one. Folks, you may know her from her own musical improv podcast, Off Book. She's a comedian. She is an improviser. One of the funniest people alive. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Jessica, Jessica McKenna! Yeah! Oh, my God. Whoa. Oh, man. Here we are. It's 
not over. Sing your praise to the Lord. Come on, everybody. Stand up and sing. Hallelujah. Or are you doing harm? Nice, 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 nice. Jessica. Hi. Oh my gosh, tight arms. Thanks Thank for joining us. Thanks I for having you me. Know. You of all people would know about THs. Gosh, I love a good tight harm. Oh, oh no. man. I, I mean, feel like I'm singing more for you. Thank you. <laughs> Caroline and I had a, a pre-show meeting. We got to bring it tonight. It's a musical episode. Clean about those a musical. pipes. <laughs> yeah. We do our vocal exercises to sin psalm silence on uh, Dull Dark Duck. The whole thing. Truly, I mean, we'll, and we'll say this at the end too, but if you're not listening to Off Book, you guys, the Off Book Improvised Musical Podcast, what are you doing with Thank your Thank you lives? so much. One of the best podcasts going now. I was with, I, I remember having this conversation last year, like no one's doing musical improv and podcasts. When are they going to do it? Who's going to crack it? And I heard you from around the corner, and, and I said, did. I gotta go. <laughs> a BRB. BRB. Gotta solve a problem. I left my car running, but yeah, yeah, it yeah. was worth it. Much like <laughs> Arcade Fire. left your car. <laughs> um, now, Jessica, what is your uh, relationship, history with faith stuff and growing up in or church outside world. of the church? The church world. <laughs> the church world. Church world sounds like a bad theme park. <laughs> it would. <laughs> it would definitely be, I think, misguided. Yeah, right? Although um, I know there are Bible theme parks for yeah. sure in Florida. Yeah. Um, I had sort of an interesting experience where I grew, I'm raised Catholic, um, but from a very evangelical area in Orange County. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I had a little bit of toe tipping in sort of both worlds just because of friends being uh going to sort of a lot of non-denoms and then me being raised <laughs> yeah. catholic yeah Did when, they take you into youth group a lot or like well there was retreats? like there was like an interesting dynamic where i also grew up with a um a pretty big mormon population oh. and it seemed like there was a movement among christian youth at my high school to try to convert catholics and mormons and i was like can we have a can we you have a different goal yeah. rather than <laughs> the people who are like you know, believe like something close to what you right. believe. Right. That, that's something that comes up a lot in conversation on this show is is Protestants not quite buying into Catholics as Christians. Right. Like, my whole, like, really? I know. Are, I know. And I, my whole deal is like, you know, he sure, we can talk about like what's happening during communion, but like, you know that everything else is like, like you're based on Catholicism. Yeah. Like Catholics... Yeah. We're he- right. We did it first. You so, came out of this. So yeah. So canal. like you got to know you're just a shoot off. <laughs> out of this canal. Wow. <laughs> but um, my dad is from Ireland, and that's like real, oh, wow. like for real Irish Catholic. But my mom converted to marry him from just like um, you know, I think they went to like a smattering of different Protestant. Not they weren't one denomination. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but as a result, since my mom was more in charge of our faith upbringing we had sort of like a hang out be groovy catholicism Ooh, gro- <laughs> since I love she, groovy catholicism. yeah since she didn't grow groovy up catholic baby. like we but i did go to ccd which i don't know what it stands for but it's it's like i was about to ask i know like control <laughs> distribution i think it's probably like i always thought it was like catechism because catechism is like the additional book to the bible that isn't thought of as the word of God. It's not an additional book like Mormonism. It's like a guidebook. It might refer to confraternity of Christian doctrine. Right. Okay. Perfect. Or catechism. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. There you go. Um, but yeah, it's basically like I went to that once a week until I was in 10th grade and it's mm-hmm. essentially Bible study to, but to, in Catholicism to go through the sacraments. So uh, I did all the way through up 10th grade, got nice, confirmed. Nice. 
St. Francis is my saint name. Shout out. Why did you pick St. Francis? We had to do a saint report. And back when the internet was, you know, new, if you just like Googled saint, St. Francis of Assisi is the first one that first comes one. up. And so I was I'm like, feeling lucky. I was Francis. like, boom, here I go. <laughs> the first didn't, one. didn't realize that our saint report was our saint name. Oh, just kind of got like stuck with it. Oh, no. Because I would have picked a woman. But um, <laughs> sure. Well, what is St. Francis? What is he all about? Stigmata. Oh, yeah. Okay. Got some. Woo. Wait, what is stigmata? Stigmata is like the miracle of having the wounds that Jesus got on the cross. Yeah, so it'd be like the holes in your hands. Yeah, in your feet. feet. Yeah, and this, you know, he also, I don't know, I don't, I don't really believe in that stuff. But um, Francis (laughs) is my dad. Frank with the holes. Yeah, exactly. Frank with the holes. Holy Frank, holy in more than one way. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Francis is my dad's name, so then it felt like okay. But um, but yeah, my sister left and went to like. a non-denominational church and would sing there so we would occasionally go but that was a little bit like culture shock for my mom and I we were like why are the words on t- on teleprompters like why <laughs> Tele- I've never thought of them as teleprompter but truly they <laughs> like are like our big old big old screens yeah, I guess yeah. not teleprompter yeah. but um, yeah. why is like the pastor like bringing his coffee cup up like what is going on I love this like a uh, view of yeah <laughs> church is like when you come kind of from a different world because like, like have you so been to mass weirdly casual mass I've only is gone one pretty time. choreographed right well yes. yeah the it's second pretty half, tight the yeah. second one well, catholic means universal so part mm-hmm. of the appeal is that everyone in everyone is doing the same mass around the world, which I actually think is really beautiful. That is beautiful. One time I went, my family and I went to like a mass in Italy and it was in Italian, but I was like, oh, I know where we are based on like, wow, you know, like I know this around that's this time. Awesome. Yeah. I had I've no heard idea this that was before. the case. I didn't yeah. either. That's yeah. Stupid. So that's cool, but yeah. it does mean it's boring. Like <laughs> <laughs> unless you have like a really great priest whose homily is great, it means everything else you're hearing is exactly, especially the second half. If mass is literally word for yeah. word identical to every time you go. Yeah, and how many times can you watch Shawshank Redemption in the middle of the day on TNT? <laughs> Still work you up know? some tears, yeah. you know? <laughs> when you're like, you're the thing that you do is to like say the words along with the priest and your mom's like, stop it. Um, <laughs> like you're like, I mean, this is, I'm having a hard time connecting. Right. <laughs> but I did go like, the thing that was the sort of bridge of the worlds was when you get into those later teen years of CCD, they do try to be like, this is for teens. And so, <laughs> so we would. Someone sits backwards in a yeah, chair and like breaks you get, it down. You get like a guitar involved and you get some songs that are from like Protestant church, you know, like some of those more like open kind of songs rather than like Catholic songs. hymns. Right. right. Which are weird and dark and sound like we're vampires when they're like, drink of his blood. Sure. And you're like, this is a lot about the blood. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that I think Protestant and Catholic churches have in common is anytime you're doing anything in unison, because sometimes like, or a lot of times in in Protestant churches, they'll be like, we're going to put scripture up on the screen. Let's all say it together where it's in bold. And it's like... And then Christ rose again. Yeah. But everyone has that same monotone. But voice. that's how half of mass is. <laughs> yeah. The whole creed is in unison. Yeah. Like there's yeah. all those like say back things that are in unison, which they have recently changed just to catch you. Whoa. Yeah. I used to say, and also with you for my whole life, for like peace be with you and also with you. And now it's and with your spirit. And there's all these other like tiny word changes they made to the creed that are true. It feels like gotcha journal. <laughs> yeah, that feels like that weeds out like who's not been totally. coming the last couple of years. Did new pope do that? <laughs> no, I don't think. No, I don't think. Well, and maybe. With your spirit. But they're really small. They okay. are very small. But almost unsettlingly small. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Totally. Because macro changes would have been easier to digest. Totally. <laughs> it's wild. Um, but yeah, and then, but I had some of that like 
life teen mass where they would sing like more like worship songs. Mm -hmm. And we did have like some big, as you get towards your confirmation, we did have like a conference that I went to where I did see a rapping priest. So that's sort of... Say more on that. (laughs) I wish I could remember more about And that's when you knew what you wanted to do. I was like, here's my calling. (laughs) (laughs) Do Um, you remember your confirmation day or like what that was like for you? Yeah, it's pretty... You know, I think like your first communion feels like insane and cool and big and you're like, this is really holy and Mm -hmm. I feel very like adult and you're in second grade, but you're in like a bridal outfit. (laughs) That's right. Uh You're just in all all white. white. You're in all white. It's very like, yeah, sometimes you have a veil, Uh you go back to your house and have cake and you're like, and every photo you take with your family, you're like, I should be doing prayer hands. Like (laughs) you can can look at me in like 19 photos from my first communion and I just have like prayer hands in all of them, like trying to look as sweet as possible. You're like forming a cross with your forearms. Here I am. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I mean, my, uh, you have a sponsor when you get confirmed and I actually had my sister be mine even though she was no longer Catholic I was just like she's a person who has a lot of faith and you know my parents and grandparents were there and then we like went out for barbecue afterwards it was pretty chill but that's great yeah my first communion I think was a lot bigger where it's like you have to make a little banner Really? What? You make a little banner. You have to make it yourself? It's like a fun activity. Is that like his banner over me is love love or something like that? Oh, Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Peter built the church Wait. on the rock of our faith. Yeah. You're like, what, the sign about me? <laughs> you do wow. put your Context. name on it, and you're like, yeah, I don't know what, you just walk in it. Yeah, that's probably a good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the rapping priest had a song about the media has a bad plan to bring you down to the zipper zone. That's really all I remember. To the zipper zone? Yeah, the zipper about zone chastity. is a new term <laughs> yeah. for me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Let me take that in. Yeah, the zipper, zipper zone. zone. Okay, so it's he was, fun how alliterative it is, you know? Zipper zone. Yeah, zipper zone. It makes it feel true. Oh, that's yeah. a good rapper. I'll tell you that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, DJ Zipper Zone. <laughs> this priest was like thinking about how words sound, you know? And he was like young and cool and from like, I think he was from like New York. He was from like a city. Okay. He was not like a 65 year old white man. That helps a little of, bit. Of like okay. Irish descent sure. from like Orange County. That's what I was picturing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he same. was. He also, I couldn't, can't remember what like, um, uh, what's the word? I'm, order of priest he was, but he was. I want to say he was like Franciscan that take like the poverty vow, and they're okay. in like the friar tuck robes. Yeah, oh, he was wow. like rocking that. So wow. he was like, I mean, a rad dude. So he was legit. That's he was great. pretty legit. Yeah. I believe I bought his CD. <laughs> you did? <laughs> Heck yeah. Do you remember his name? No, I wish I did. <laughs> All I remember is Zipper Zone and being like, "This oh, is we're cool. gonna find him. We this will. Is cool. yeah. We'll hunt him down. Please. Friar Rap. Wow. Yeah. Right, so that was high school then. That was high school. Okay. And then how did work like going from high school to college? Is that when you kind of <laughs> fell off in the, the pit of sin? Or? We're assuming you're an amoral <laughs> person at this point. So, no. um, I, uh, you know, I sort of had like inverse experiences where I remember, like in high school, I was the only like politically liberal kid I knew, and then in college, I was felt like I was the only person who believed in God in sort of any way. Oh, funny. Right, where'd you go to school? Northwestern. Oh, den of sin. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, as swimmer. No, I just think like you know, um. Yeah, so I mean, I don't, I don't consider myself a super practicing Catholic, but I, you know, I, I do my like two a year situation. Oh, yeah. two a year, yeah. 
classic two. Not a one a year, Check okay? Yeah, Easter yeah. and Christmas. Easter and Christmas. Not just well, Christmas yeah. and Easter. Oh, gotcha. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that being like a trick question in CCD where they're like, what is the most important holiday? And everyone's oh, like, Christmas. And I was like, mm-mm. Actually, Andres, gotcha. actually Easter. That's when he died for They didn't son. ask your favorite holiday, yeah, kids. They not the one the we like best. One. Not yeah. the, one, the one that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! Okay, so that's where you're at now. Great. Yeah. Cool. Do you have any follow-ups? Zipper zone. Zipper zone. That's your follow-up. This <laughs> <laughs> kind of just been running through my head. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, it'll be hard no, to I've get out listening. until we. Uh, yeah, but thanks for sharing your story. That's really cool. And I feel like we've talked to a I lot. I really of... dove into that so unprompted. I just like talked for like six minutes straight about the zipper zone. Oh, I mean, <laughs> listen. Me we've had people talk for up to forty-five minutes about the zipper zone unprompted on the show before. <laughs> this is a rather. This is pretty. You know, this was efficient guestimony. Yes. Oh, nice yeah. to not be the first one bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> for the first time. Well, I will say too, we've had like a range of of experiences in Catholicism. It seems like yours has been pretty positive yeah, altogether. I do know a lot of people who have been very like hurt by have very like painful Catholicism, and I do have like listen, it is still a guilt based faith. Yeah. So I do still feel like <laughs> just kind of like a just in case. Yeah, there's I mean there's still I walk around with a lot of like unearned guilt, but I can't imagine how much worse it would be if I was raised in a family that like cared a lot about Catholicism specifically. I think my parents were like we want you to have like some sort of faith upbringing, some sort of like moral compass. Exactly, yeah. like mm-hmm. um and my mom is really into sort of the I mean, she sort of got turned off of our church when they were like you should vote against gay marriage and my mom was like, "Oof, I got to take a break." Um but mm-hmm. uh but she's very into the like more reflective nature of a mass versus like uh, a rock and roll, as we call them, rock and roll Jesus churches. <laughs> um, and I mean, that's R-N-R-J-C. fair. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. And um, and she, I mean, a lot of times I think like cer- certain dioceses are better than others about being about really pairing it with works, which I think is you know like classic Catholic Protestant debate works or faith alone Mm -hmm. situation but i think it does still instill in you like well let me do some works just in case but like not not i think like this is also just a bigger moral question of like do we do things for ourselves or for some sort of reward even when they are good right yeah no and that's what's so that's why the and especially like continuing to get older the distinction between grace versus works by faith blah blah it's like Mm-hmm. If you're there, if you're under the tent, or like, or even if you're not under the tent, but it's like work. Who cares? Right? Because it is such a semantical like. Yeah. That's well, what, it's like a common like Protestant refrain to be like, "Well, uh, we're the only religion where you receive grace without earning it, or without having to do anything." Right. Which is you know true and great, but it it can come at the expense of like. But really, you do have a duty to those in need, and like. It's great. Do, go for it. Not because you feel bad. Right, you know? exactly. What, I mean, there's got to be a better way to instill like a, a, a heart that wants to be like full of service. Sure. Than just like fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. And exactly. like Else. everything you're doing right now is already bad. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or any kind, any kind of moment for yourself could is like up for debate right exactly like if you're not doing like a ton of good stuff right you start well the other thing is like you start in a hole right like you start (laughs) with original sin you're in the red you have to be baptized you have to like clean that baby asap which i'm like why don't catholic parents then like squirt their kid with holy water the second they're out (laughs) 
It's insane. Like, if that's really what you think. I do believe it's common practices at hospitals to have, like, a little Nerf gun ready. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a super soaker. <laughs> super soaker of holy water. Please. You want that as fast wow. as you can. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. The babies have a good time. The baby loves it. Why? It's his first slip and slide. Because it's, like, six months after that baby's born. That's, like... What are you doing? You're risking six months of limbo? You know how much sin you can accomplish in six months? Listen, the sin in their diapers alone? I mean, come on. Get out of here. stuff is not holy. You sound like a uh, comedian wearing a vest in the 90s against a brick wall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, man. We're all trying. We're all trying. (laughs) I think we all are trying. And I think the people for whom it is just like fire and stuff, Whatever the moral compass is and whatever the whether it's Catholicism or not, it's not gonna like the 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 threat of punitive measures is never enough to be a good person. Right. Like like what is that how will that turn you into actually a good right. person? But um but also it just does make you like it's also this idea that you start bad, like yeah. It's just like you're right, you're right, you're right. Like you're you're like I knew it, I knew it. I'm bad, I'm bad. It's like, and that wasn't that was not like reinforced in my home life at all. Pretty much the opposite was like it was a lot of like you are amazing. Yeah, oh yeah, totally, Mr. Rogers theology. But it was still like. All a parent has to say is like, I'm really like a word disappointed in you is like the worst punishment. So I think that went hand in hand yeah. within like, okay, this this idea of feeling guilty about things. This mm-hmm. is this is not super related. I just am still thinking of zipper zone. But I remember like <laughs> CCD was pretty boring. We had like good years or bad years. It was just like depending on the teacher who could like connect it for you or yeah. couldn't. But uh, this one time, we were old. We were like, we were like 13 or 14 it was maybe or maybe even like our last year and they just like brought in these giant refrigerator boxes and they're like we're not gonna like talk at all today we're just gonna like you guys like make a craft where you're gonna turn these into cars and we're like cool so we like had all these like markers and construction paper and stuff and we're just like putting these together like these big cars and we're like messing around and like having fun and laughing and they're like you guys had like fun like building that car and we're like yeah like this was like what like this is cool like i never like (laughs) talked to the kids in my class we were like having fun and they're like that's how god feels when he made you now imagine ruining it with the sin (gasps) of sex and we were like what it was a trap it was a trap it was a hidden chest how old were you 15 14 or 15 14 or 15 is, I mean, we got whoa, trapped with like a whoa. fun activity. Oh my gosh. What a gotcha. fun time you were having. Yeah. <laughs> Just until you have Remember sex. how you loved that car? Imagine if that car got wrecked with a penis. <laughs> did they have, oh did you guys gosh. then have to smash it with giant dildos? And you were like, <laughs> to like really oh, steal the, the yeah. metaphor? It was wild. I was like, I truly felt like <laughs> trapped. It's like, oh wow. My gosh. Yeah, it was rough. That's the first I've heard of that particular. I've heard of so many objects, especially when it comes to like purity and absinthe stuff. That's the first I've I've heard where it's a car. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Build a fun car. Yeah, construction paper. Build a fun car. Have a now great you time. love that more than anything, right? <laughs> Imagine oh my gosh. it wrecked with sin. <laughs> with sex. I know. Oh boy, do you remember any of the like faith based or like Christian or Catholic pop culture that you were exposed to growing up at all? Yeah, definitely. I feel like because of having like a lot of non-denom Christian friends, the music and stuff, especially like 
I think because my the type of kids who were going to my high school, there were a lot of Christian kids and a lot of them were like in choir. Mm-hmm. The like music stuff was a big, you know, lots of kids were singing like worship songs in our big choir concerts and oh, stuff like yeah. that. Um, I don't really like know. I mean, the one guys, I mean, let's just be honest, the best Christian crossover song of all time. We'll all sing it at the same time. And, and I, I lay my hands back down. down. Here it is. And, and I lift my hands and pray to be only yours. I pray to be only yours. I know now you're my only hope. That, I think like nine God. girls tried to do that in a choir because it was like we're a battle of who that had to sing it. was such a big song for yeah. young girls for a while. Is, I remember uh, putting that on on my family desktop computer, <laughs> in, which was in the kitchen, and then sitting in our office chair and just spinning around and like letting that song wash over me. Yeah. I had wow. a boombox in my bathroom when I was really into playing music while I got ready for school in the morning because yeah. yeah. I went to zero period. I had to be at school at 6.55. So... It was a, like all four years, and so it was a lot to like combat being so tired. And so, yeah. um, rapping priest was played for a little bit in the boombox. I wish we knew his name. <laughs> I know guy. I should have come prepared. <laughs> no, you good. You good. And uh, and the walk to remember, including that song, obviously. And then also was that Lifehouse, right? Lifehouse was yeah, That's kind the of. Are we or are we not a Christian band? I yeah, might have even had their over. whole Lifehouse album. I'm falling even more in love with you. Then and go and I remember they had another big song that's a little uh, more overtly Christian. Cause it's you and me and all of the people. Isn't that them? There's even another one that's like another oh, Lifehouse song. Maybe it's not Lifehouse. Was it Creed? No. Creed and Lifehouse seem kind of intertwined and, <laughs> no, and no. for a little bit. All I remember is I'm falling so even more in love with you and you, me, and all the people. Or it could be, hang it, what is this? Everything, Broken, Firing Squad. I'm just looking at their top five on Spotify. <laughs> it's Everything, Broken, fi- It's kind of a short story, actually, if you put it together. But. Oh, uh, boy. Again, I'm leaving us on a cliffhanger. <laughs> their first album name was Diff's Lucky Day. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Diff's lucky day. All right. Oh boy. But folks, we're not here to talk about Lifehouse. Get him out of here. We're here to talk Bye about house. Bye House. <laughs> Farewell. Bye-bye. John Piper. Um, we're here to talk about Grace Unplugged. Oh, wow. Movie. Grace Unplugged, mm-hmm. which is a movie we all watched. We all watched. We all watched <laughs> for this. You know, and and uh, and by the way, thank you for your service. Oh my gosh, and watching it because here's the thing, and I wonder if you go through this because your podcast off book, there's not homework that the person has to do. No, but most people are like, why am I doing this? Right, it's scary for a different reason, right? Because it's like there's a lot of like it's musical performance, and you know, there's so much tied into like how's my voice sound and stuff like that. Right, how do I do this? How will I rhyme? How will I find the note? We're like, don't worry. Yeah, who cares? Don't do any of it. We don't care. (laughs) Whereas this, and you know, and something we've like struggled with and gone back and forth is like, 
There's a homework assignment said, here. Sit down for two hours. You took time Pay out $2. of your to Amazon valuable <laughs> life to watch this movie. Oh my gosh, movie. thank you. I, and we really appreciate it. Yeah. No. We appreciate it. I feel more connected to you two than most people right now. <laughs> <laughs> because we've watched it. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So Caroline watched it just moments ago. <laughs> uh, that's right. I did forget that we were recording tonight. I thought it was tomorrow. So I, I crammed this like a midterm. You crammed it in like a midterm. When did you watch it? This I week? watched it yesterday and actually um uh listeners they really took care of this homework assignment they sent me a credit to watch it and i was in boston this weekend um and i was flying back and i uh did not have room for it on my phone and i didn't bring another (laughs) device i was like "Ooh, i could watch on the plane and then um when i got home i was very happy to have like nothing to do yesterday because it was like an up and at four in the morning in boston flight situation so i was like pretty zoinked and um i watched the bachelor Good. And then I was like, oh, I need to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. And this is just my extreme laziness. We have two TVs in our in our home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just a brag. No, yeah. no, no, no. no it's a, we can't yeah, all afford two Hollywood TVs. Life. It's nice yeah. to hear from the 1% on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you yeah. must yeah, share a really. neighborhood with Meryl. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I live yeah, next door. I, 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 I saw see you on your jogging runs. this morning. Yes. <laughs> delightful, um, delightful. Um, no, just a product of... Uh, you know, moving in with people who each had a TV. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have one TV in the living room and one TV in our bedroom, but our, we only have an Apple TV in our bedroom and oh. outside in the living room we have a Roku. So in my laziness, I just bought it again. <gasps> <laughs> so I gave this movie three more dollars because I was like, I could go switch this or I could just pay two ninety nine on Amazon Stay Prime. Right so to be clear, between the three of us, we bought it four times. <laughs> bought it to rent. You're welcome, James Denton. Yes. You're, James oh, Denton. Mr. Denton. Line in his pockets. Who I found out in research for this was a worship pastor. Really? Before he was an actor. Is this the guy that plays the dad? Oh, yeah. This is Daddy Gardner from Desperate Housewives. He does seem very comfortable up right? there on stage. I was having this whole thought about, like, he was on, like, a pretty salacious soap. Yeah. And I was oh. like, "Is I wonder if he's a Christian." I mean, I was like, "If it, I mean anyone who's in that movie, I assume is at least like, uh, I'd say a good thirty percent." Yeah, or they're like, in. they're at least a, yeah, exactly like thirty percent <laughs> of the people, and also each person at least thirty percent into the faith. You know, like, like you know, to do it to do it. You yeah. know, you're like you're like okay, you have to justify this on your IMDb. You have so. to right. Think this is doing not. The worst ills to the world. Then. Also, the script <laughs> the script is not judgmental. Sure. So I think like if I were reading it, I'd be like, okay, this is like uh, it's definitely a pro Christian message, but it is yeah. not at the expense of another type, except for yeah. Renee Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Renee Taylor. Well, gotcha. she's gonna burn in hell. She as got we the know. fuzzy and the lollipop. Well, I will say, Mr. Pollock, Mr. Kevin Pollock, I believe is a Jewish fellow. Right? Well, that was I was. Wondering about that. I don't know. (laughs) I did get like a tad uncomfortable that like the obviously like greedy bad dude was like the only very Jewish looking person in the movie. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, I don't know if that's anti-Semitic me even to say that. I don't know if I took, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Is Ke- is Kevin Pollock Jewish? I mean, there's I an easy like, way to find out. I feel like this important. is the number one. Is it feels Kevin like we're diving Pollock in. Jewish. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Sorry, we should- I skipped ahead. Oh no, that's true. But we need to dive in. Come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we're diving in. We're That's going it. deep. We just needed that. Oh, so good. I can't believe that. I was like, something's missing here, but what it is isn't exactly clear. I need a moment where my heart rate jumps. Grace Unplugged. This, mo- <laughs> this movie came out in 2013. If you were to just like catch this on a channel, though, what year do you think it would have come out? 2004. Yeah, yeah it feels yeah, very, very 2006 early 2000s. or yeah. yeah. It feels at least her mid Her chunky odds. jewelry, her like, uh, her open knits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm so shocked it's only 2013. Mm-hmm. I mean, that it's that late. All right. Kevin Pollack. Okay, I'm on ethniccelebs.com. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he is no. Ashkenazi Jewish. Wow, yeah. I'm probably mispronouncing Called that. It. By the way, he is a main character on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But you know what? There's oh a gosh, lot of non-Jewish yeah, people playing Jewish people on the oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Who knows? I was I was happy to see him in this film. He was kind of a guiding light of a uh, professional actor. Well, yes. Whenever there's like <laughs> one person who's done legit things, where it's like you're in a few good men, yeah. and they're in like one of these movies, it's yeah. like okay, this won't be like the you room feel a little or safe. something. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like I was like I think he's Jewish, but also I don't want to assume. And Pollock is like a very open name, sure. right? But I did have a similar feeling where I was like, oh gosh, the Jew is bad. <laughs> yeah. But I do think they mostly like pretty nice. He he I, wasn't a, a, a mustache twirling villain by any no, stretch but you of the are unsure exactly like if his motivations are quite good or bad. His motivations are definitely like money, but in in just a way where it's like that's his job. Like and he's I think he's like pretty. He just seems like a good manager. Yeah, exactly. With a, like, like, a slight vendetta over her dad. Right. He's like a little mad at the dad, but like he has <laughs> he's just truly doing what a manager yeah. would do, which is like here's. He's got shades. Yeah. 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 There's yeah, it's nothing particularly evil. The like image consultant is definitely more the villainous. Oh, you think the image consultant who said the following is more of a villainous? We are gonna have so much fun with you. (laughs) I can hardly wait. Yeah. And she's she's the one that says, Do you ever go by Gracie? Gracie, <laughs> Gracie Trey. It sounds, sounds better. better. Yeah. It's like, like, what are we watching? A yes. star is born? Like, all of these tropes. Well, for the listener at home, and we did, uh, <laughs> we tried an experiment this week where I put a, a copy of the movie in the show notes for last week, just a little link on a Google Drive. So if anyone wants to watch it, it's there. Oh, great. It's there in the show notes. Oh. Uh, but for those that may not be up to speed on this movie or have watched it yet, I think maybe it might be helpful to watch a trailer for it that might mm-hmm. summarize it in a, in a helpful perspective. It's rated PG for thematic elements and brief teen drinking. <laughs> That's true. Teen drinking. It's a gate movie. <laughs> This is a rock and roll Jesus. Yeah, this is this is pretty low level rock and roll Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the words are projected on the wall though. Uh huh. Got two big teleprompters. <laughs> He's disappointed. You and you still just do your own Daddy. thing. I have my own style. Every time we talk, it's a battle. A superstar. Everyone thinks because my dad is this rock star who got saved that he's cool. He's not cool. You guys have been playing together since you were like six. I don't think anyone thinks Grace he's cool. Grace is Frank Austin. You discovered your old man back in the day. Hi. Pleasure. He needs to see that I can make it on my own. She's Googling fame. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want, Grace? I want to blow people away with my music. For once, I want to do things my way. I'll get you your shot. See, he just wants to give her his her yeah. shot. Yeah, he's like a little Lin Manuel. Yeah, he sees uh, so much talent fun with you. I can hardly wait. That's the image consultant. What are you gonna do? You're gonna drag her back home. He plays a yeah. big part. Like She's them. 18 years old. Did the ah. the mom? 
She's yours now. How long do you think you'll be there? However long it takes. I didn't expect it to happen like this. I'm interning with Sapphire. You and your dad played at our church a couple years ago. I think it rocks that you're here. I was born for this. Baby, think about what you're doing. Why you're doing it. Running away is not the way you want to go about it. <laughs> is a virtue. Well, I think about her and everything that she could be getting into. Maybe she already has. Going on dates. This <laughs> word shook me. Own it's it. like my whole world is just flipped on its head. Her manager wanted us to hook up, get some publicity shots, but tonight... This is the only bad thing the manager does. This is what it feels like when you make oh, it. Oh yeah, that is an underhanded move. I'm sorry TV punk broke your heart, but the last thing you need is I'm a like TV life. hunk. I don't think you're no. <laughs> your dad. I think maybe you're fighting God. Just stop running. You're fighting God. All right, a lot of shots. I just never wanted you to grow up. James Denton cries constantly in this movie. Yeah, every other scene he is, uh, there's tears of falling. In theaters October 4th. Okay. I want to say that that trailer makes the movie look nine times better than it is. Right. That is, because like the movie, one of its saddest downfalls is that it looks like it was made for $100. Yeah, the lighting (laughs) Mm -hmm. was really flat and mm -hmm. garish. And the the prod design. Yeah, the weird places they were in. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That was for for a listener. We were lost at sea for a second. (laughs) Not for you. Not for you. Not for you. For the listener. Prod. Like like Deborah loves Prada. <laughs> Deb, she loves Prada. Deb, Deb. Come on, Deb. Oh, she loves her Prada. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so the the story centers on Grace, who uh, does worship band with her former rock star dad, now Jesus rock star dad. That's, that's right. But you know what? They do not get along because sometimes she likes to riff. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, her riffing isn't like changing the lyrics no. and saying something wrong. It's just no. kind of singing passionately. Yeah. It's the look like, that he gives her after she just like, <laughs> it's like she kind of does F a little God. bit of riffing is like insane. It's I was like, like he, oh, movie, you've already basically <laughs> lost me if I'm supposed yeah. to believe that this is conflict. That, yeah, this like nothing. But then they do have some good real fights. I will say, yes. they kind of get around to it. So then, uh, she and her dad button heads all the time. And then sweet, uh, eternally smiling mom is just sort of there, like I don't know. Listen did, to your father. Did that mom to you? feel like an actress playing a mom or just somebody's mom <laughs> oh i talked to rachel's mom do you know rachel's starting monroe this fall she got a scholarship yeah i know um anyway she said all the classes are listed online so if you want to check it out check it out it was so strange where it's like i felt like it was bizarrely Someone naturalistic wandered acting. On. Yeah. It was like, I believe she's someone's mom right now. Way. Yeah. But I yeah. didn't feel like she was acting. And like her only friend is the the pastor's wife. The pastor's wife and the pastor. Who had quite a haircut. I saw a lot of those haircuts last oh, night. Yes. It's kind of like, sh- you know, shaved oh, in the news back. Boys. Oh, sure. <laughs> in the front. Sure, that's like a um, Kate of John and Kate plus eight circa sure. 2004. Again. So, again, when this movie. the manager haircut. Yeah. 2004 <laughs> vibes. That I've seen. Extremely to the, so Grace, all of, which I wasn't sure how old she was, but. Yeah, that was she, unclear for a while. I wasn't sure if she was even in high school or not, but she's 18, so maybe it's the summer and she just graduated. I don't know. I don't I know if they so, say. they talk about like a, She's he. Their first fight is she, her saying, "You're right. I'm going to go to college instead of pursue music." Okay, so may right. we're to believe it's the summer between senior year, college year, freshman Where she's year. She's gotten into Monroe. Yeah, and hey. they can look at classes online, which is Great pretty cool. School. But she wants to pursue music. 
Right. Yes. But him, a former rock star who was led into temptation, <laughs> says, no, girl. Yeah. The, he and just also, says here's a promise some ring. Some bad stuff. Oh, yes. He gives her a By promise way, ring. Which she's like, I don't need this. I <laughs> loved that. I yes. was like, thank you. Someone is throwing a promise, a promise ring. ring back What's the face? matter with you? Every time we talk lately, everything I say, it's a battle. Like a church. When I want you on the piano, you play the guitar. Today, we rehearse a certain way, I ask you to play it that way, and you still just do your own thing. I have my own style. Have you not noticed that? It's worship, <laughs> it's Grace. We're there to worship. The rest of us are doing Chris Tomlin, and you're act like it's a Renee Taylor concert. Uh, yeah, first of many mentions. And Renee Taylor. You and not, and you're either part of the team, or, also, or you're not. And I didn't <gasps> come in here to fight with you. Well, Dang. don't. Well, then don't. This is after she throws his dumb promise ring in his Which face. Which is a week late. And also, come on, she's 18. Wouldn't that be, well, I think that the that stuff is a little complicated to me. What, the yeah. purity ring stuff? Well, I, oh, it is. Yes, I think like if a girl's like, I'd like to wear a, prom, a purity ring, I think that's cool. But a dad being like. No, I think a dad should jam it on her finger whether <laughs> she. <laughs> yeah, it was weird that uh, it would be after she turns 18. Right. And also like kind of the half-hearted way he gives it to her. I know your birthday like- was last week, but this <laughs> just came. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He said it just, just came. came. <laughs> yeah. And I do like, th- I appreciated the fact that she was like, oh, you think I'm going to start sleeping around now? Like, yeah. I know what I'm not supposed to do. Right. That felt like a nice real answer instead of like a good Christian girl answer. Yeah. yeah it was good. But I was like, if a dad get for, I don't like the dad getting intertwined with a girl's like sexual worth. But at all. At all. Yeah. I, I'd really Welcome like, to the church. <laughs> I'd, really like, I'd really like a hard separation there. But yeah. it seems like if you're going to do that and you want to have that conversation, um, maybe just have both parents there and maybe do it when she's 12 or 13. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. you're starting to have feelings. Like, make sure you like are thoughtful and take your time. And this should come from both parents about like valuing yourself, not my dad at 18 being like, here you go. Don't. Put this near your zipper zone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Again, this is BDFD. This is by dads for dads as a movie because <laughs> you can tell in the sense that this 18-year-old technical adult yes. is being coddled like a 12-year-old oh girl. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, every, like all of her agency and all of that, it, they're treating her as if she like just started to walk or yeah. say words. Well, but which is, you know, what he comes to say is like, I was afraid to let you grow up. So, so there is some self-acknowledgement of that. We, yeah. I think we are meant to see it as too... Overcalling, overprotection. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, to like go too far. Right. I don't think this movie is like, this purity ring move is cool. I think they're like, hey, this is a little misguided at this time and place. Sure. Yeah, this was a weird way to make yeah. it up to her <laughs> yeah. to like reconnect. I, I did not feel like the movie was like on the dad's side in that right. moment. Especially when he like basically apologizes to her in the in the dressing room at the Alabama. Yeah, yeah. which I thought it was going to be the inverse. Like it was going to force her to apologize a lot more of like, I'm so sorry. I had my pineapple cocktail yeah. and <laughs> all this well, stuff. Well, she does have that apology at the church at the end of the movie after she yeah. like goes through the Hollywood machine. Like, Friends. says she doesn't like it but but it is like um like we see so many shows now that are loosely based on like a comedian's life and it always mm-hmm. feels like here's what i would have said like the conversation yeah. you have with yourself driving home 20 yeah. minutes later yeah. where it's like here's what i should have said in the moment and then you see that uh-huh. this feels like a dad saying what well, you should have said little girl to me like when you ran away because 
even though the writer director he said this wasn't like his story one of the producers on the movie said this is what happened when my daughter left the church and yeah. ran away from home so yeah. it's based on like oh, certain experiences my like gosh, that really by dad for dad to, yeah. yeah to me it felt like a a warning a warning film for like the likes of Katy Perry, like don't let this happen to your daughters. Or yeah, or like a, a, a Miley Cyrus, like preemptive yeah. cut off. Yeah, because <laughs> because eventually we're getting to this, but she goes to she leaves her family without telling. She them. runs away to L.A. Yeah, to go, <laughs> and this manager sets her up with an apartment that everyone has a key to. Very uncomfortable with that. Yeah. And then she kind of like goes to the ringer a little bit and comes back, but um, not the promise ringer. Though. But we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it's one of those things where oh, she also has a friend as played by legitimate uh, Christian pop star Erica Grace. Oh, plays her friend, the African American girl in Rachel? the movie. Rachel. Rachel, you remember Rachel's name? Well, yeah. Wow. I was just cool. talking to Rachel's mom, and she said that the classes are already online. Oh, from great! <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty cool. That's so cool. Oh, that's Rachel. Rachel's oh, mom's always I'm on top it of together. it. Yeah, okay. yeah. But she's well, like, it's a small community. Right. It's tight knit. It's tight knit. Is Speaking what it of, is. we haven't talked about our star of the show here. AJ is AJ of Allie and AJ. It yeah. is AJ. It's not Allie. Allie's the no, other. AJ. The other I, I believe this is AJ. Yeah. Yes. And she's a great singer. Yeah. I, really I found her performance her to be good <laughs> yeah. in the movie. Yeah. She's good. I was like, she should be a pop star. She well, has she some- <laughs> Yeah, I looked yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah, Allie and AJ. It's one of those things, like, uh, like we were talking before we recorded, like the ecosystem of YouTube stars yeah. and mm-hmm. people like that. I have no... Uh, like sense of, and I think the same goes for the Disney Channel ecosystem of stardom. Oh, I'm so far same. Out at this point. I remember they had like a commercial for their album together. Ali and AJ did. Yeah, back when like CDs had commercials. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. seeing like for whatever their debut was was like an Ali and AJ commercial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they they had it in the Disney ch- Channel world, and then yes. I think they had a show together, and then they took a break for a long time. Yeah, it's definitely AJ Mashaka. And then they came back with this album. And the album cover art is a naked bottom. <gasps> it's a naked bottom. Yes, with a with a little gauze over what it. What year's this? Who's naked bottom? Um, is it AJ's naked bottom? I don't know. I'm. I hope not. I just thought it was. <laughs> I hope it's Alice. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a wild missed opportunity to not have another like singer pop star do any like. How about just show a scene of them like rehearsing together and she sings like a little snippet, but that would be fun. Once yeah. again, a black woman is silenced in a Christian film, <laughs> unfortunately. Instead, we got Chris Tomlin. Yeah, we did get a sweet Chris Tomlin cameo. We want something small and intimate, you know, something special. This isn't the last scene of the movie. And for our wedding, it was the same. We wanted something small. And so, you know, it was just our you know, friends and family, just all those people close to us. Not so much pressure, too. Exactly. It just feels more like oh, They're just talking yeah. about his wedding. Also, it doesn't feel scripted. This was insane to me. This felt this felt the most like this felt like the most didactic moment of the movie to me mm-hmm. is that she would have to be marrying Quentin two years later when so she's yeah. 20, to be a happy ending. when she's twenty. Yeah, oh right. my god! You're I was right. like, this is the most. Oh, this is like I the, did not do the math. This is the biggest. This is her happy ending because the rest of the movie, I was like, this is like pretty good in terms yeah. of like having a Christian message message without being like. Like I was saying earlier, like judgmental. I mean, overly judgmental. Yeah, it's, it's not like a, a pro-life movie or it's, something. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty right. just like, hey, know who you are. And like, 
you know, keep keep true to like things that are important to you, which is like that's just like a very open theme. And then at the end, I was like, oh, they're making her get married at twenty <laughs> to like the nice boy who lectured her about, about God. God. Yeah, yeah. Schlubby Quinn. Which, by the way, that book own it. So to back up, like she goes to L.A., she gets put in the pop star industrial complex machine which by the way is the same sort of machine that created and perpetuates chris tomlin's career as well well that's the happy ending christian artist yeah is that sapphire music gets a christian music division yeah so quentin starts also in his early 20s he gets to head up a division of music (laughs) bumbling interns suddenly sorry there's a lot of stuff about the music side of things that really baffle me about this movie first of all reusing establishing shots of the many gigs in los angeles like many like whiskey a go go -go. (laughs) oh my gosh the key club they showed three times they're all on the sunset strip Except yeah. for the tr- troubadour, she's gonna just keep performing at these, and she's gonna keep performing what her the one song, the one song. They okay, baby, lose my okay. mind. So to back one it up, there's song. one song. What's it called? Unprotected, misunderstood, misunderstood, unprotected, <laughs> misunderstood. Which is her father's one hit, her dad's song. So the conceit that Kevin Paul Manager guy says is like, you're gonna sing your dad's. You know, What's I want your dad to come back, right? Uh, Australian right. Idol made it famous. It was again. supposed to be like her dad's revival, and she's like, I'm gonna scoop it. Yes, mm. because he doesn't want it. Rude. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm gonna sing his song. Yeah, and they were like, "Great, that's your angle, right?" Yeah. And so they make like a huge deal out of this song, which I do see. Like, you could get that one song to go viral, but what are you doing at these like performances? You're doing one song because they have Bye. entire montages where she's like touring the country. And the whole part of this is like they need her to write a second song, but she, she hasn't because done. she's disconnected with so her. So she faith. gets up, does one song. Thanks, everybody. See Thanks. you later. Goodbye. This was my dad's song also. It's, it's crazy. It's like if Liv Tyler went around singing <laughs> one Aerosmith song and they were like, oh my God, yeah. the next Justin Bieber, the next Haley Williams. Walk this way. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and to be clear, I mean, this song, Misunderstood, when you listen to it, it does just sound like maybe kind of a... 2010 Michelle Branch outtake or something. Yeah, right. It doesn't sound like, ooh, this sounds like some dad rock. 80s dad. Yeah. Well, that's. I think that's the point, is that she redid it. She, she redid it. She refreshes uh, okay. it. Her okay. cover, yeah. which Mosey says is brilliant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did not cover the fact that Kevin Pollock's character's name is Mossy. Mossy, sorry. His name is Mossy. she's a genius <laughs> for doing Oh, my doing gosh. This. Yeah. Oh, and there's a... <laughs> Mosey. There's a, there's a mo- uh, moment in the movie where the dad says... Baby, what are you doing? She's, he's watching the movie. She's incredible, Shell. <laughs> he's just watching her music video. Which is... And says, she's incredible. She right. isn't in that moment. No, because right. the video is kind of weird. It's and weird. Like, like, if you couldn't look next to you, yourself, and yeah. see her playing and think she's incredible, why did it take like being in this weird, stilted like outdated seeming music video for yeah. you to go he <gasps> likes the glitz and glam yeah he's like man this girl in multiple outfits in front of a green screen has really sold you know, to I, me I get it now I get it now did you guys it? catch that um, when they go to do the music video her image consultant it's you know it's all about like well you're gonna need to show your body if you wanna keep them interested we're gonna like we have to reveal you or something mm-hmm. like that <laughs> and, then, and then the outfit she puts her in is still just like a clingy tank top with yeah. a leather jacket yeah. over it. Right. Covered. <laughs> well, so. it is her idol pop star Renee Taylor who tells her that her body is her greatest currency yes. and sometimes you have to spend it. Spend it. Remember. Thank you. Your body <laughs> is the biggest asset you have. 
It's your currency. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Sometimes you have to spend it. That that's the funny. And that's insane. Yeah, it's the first time they meet. Not to I know, and especially guys in this Me Too era that we're in. It feels like Renee Taylor would not be a part of that. No. She was Well, she is kind of in that she's like, You are the boss of your body. Yeah. That's like the only thing I, you have. I guess. I don't so. know. But the funny thing about the way this functions in like these faith based movies is that for her, it's like, oh, she represents like this sinful secular world, blah, blah, blah. And she's dressed not dissimilar to AJ like yeah. you can only go so far in like these showing sin on she just screen. got brown hair so yeah you know. exactly <laughs> I know she kind of she kind of Carly Rae Jepsen eyes actually mm-hmm. which by the way to be clear I don't believe Carly Rae would ever say anything like this <laughs> I believe she's pure of heart Carly Rae would her be songs like, are bangers do you like Carly Rae let's go I mean, in and out yeah I don't know anything other than Call Me Maybe Call Me Maybe I will say emotion and emotion side B Caroline's not into it. Mm-mm. At Kevin T. Porter, I've tried. Into it. <laughs> Kevin T. Paddington. <laughs> At Kevin T. Paddington's very into it. Paddington would like her. Yeah, but so. so Renee Taylor is like the person that she's looked up to, and she's like come to L.A. basically to be the next Renee Taylor. And then she finds out Renee Taylor's not all she's cracked up to be. Yeah. And she's very disheartened by that conversation. Right. And Renee Taylor is supposed to be like the person that's really been through it all and has like lost all her morality and lost all her like purpose, basically. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like sizing her up. And I kept thinking like they were going to set us up for like the manager to like sexually assault Grace. I don't is know if you Is that true? Kevin Pollack? Yeah. But I just got the sense of like he would keep saying like, wow, you're so grown up. You're so beautiful all the time. That I was oh, like, yeah. Like who is this? When is he this sees her again, he says, well, who is this oh, beautiful woman? Yeah. But, the, but it wasn't. And here's my general <laughs> thesis statement on the movie is that it feels like, you know, it's a musical movie. It's a movie about like knowing your place and your calling, knowing your place. That sounds uh, terrible. It's a movie about knowing your place. <laughs> no, uh, but it is first and foremost a romance between a father and his daughter. Yeah. That's right. the, like, like the dynamics that they yes. go through is like two lovers in a rom-com. Yeah. Or something. Totally. Totally. Oh, yeah. So uh, even, even uh, certain conversations. Dad, you really come all this way to just tell me I'm wrong again? <gasps> no, of course not. No, I... Can we just go somewhere? Let's go and talk. Oh my God. Right. That, just, that sounds <laughs> that like does. something a boyfriend or yeah. a, a, like a, a lover who is rejected. Can we just go somewhere and talk, baby? And you know, just... it does start and end with a ring. You know, he gives her a promise mm, ring at the gosh. end. She has a ring on her finger from Quentin, the stand-in like... daddy figure who found <laughs> Jesus only because daddy. of her dad. That's right. And they were very vague about that. Quinn's this intern that works yeah. as Sapphire who two years later is running a division of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, cookie eating mofo why couldn't that have been seven years later yeah you're right i don't know i guess we wanted to see a quick turnaround on her career or something because like i i had to see she even could have gone back home Mm -hmm. continued singing at home helped with her dad's albums gone to college (laughs) then reconnected with quentin because he's starting this this division yeah you know what i mean and then only when she has like the maturity and she's ready and then the music flows out of this her. This is good plot. Yeah. This and then they plot. can get together. Yeah. By the way, if you got married at 20, it's fine. No. 
legal. Fun. It's but fine. For Grace, it's legal. Is what you said. <laughs> Your it, Grace, it seems so quickly like that she's gone from like, well, I'm drowning in the real world. To it like, also just felt married. like they were equating it with good with goodness. You know, like now when she's yes. making all the she good decisions, exactly. Complete, exactly. exactly. It was her like completeness, exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. that was what bumped me. It was like, well, huh? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> what bummed me was after all this, I thought like. Because she goes, she like does her pop tour or whatever, and then she comes to her senses and she decides to go back home and sing the song she wrote at church. And then I thought that was going to be like the end of it. Like the lesson was give up this fame seeking hunger you have or whatever, like give up your but ambition. But then it meets in the middle. It meets in, in a, a worse weird place. way. Yeah. yeah. Where rather than her then eventually going back in and and like doing her career but this time with a foundation <laughs> she's just she's in a band with her dad yeah well they again got, they got to be together they're reunited lovers they at the, it's have a, to be that's her, the happy yeah, ending and her dad even makes a dig at her fiance being like did i say you could hold hands yeah he's a jealous ha ha, ha, ha but seriously i'll kill you she's and, mine and he says did i give you permission to hold my daughter's hand and he said you did <laughs> right like oh yeah you're right like they had yeah. to talk about it so he did ask it. or maybe that was a reference to like of course quentin asked mr denton for permission to marry, marry her, her and ask for her oh, hand her in hand marriage hand. it's a sly reference know. to that but probably not he probably literally asked like can i hold potentially your some step one. some dugger courtship rules <laughs> yeah uh, yeah yeah i mean yeah i that and that is the unfortunate like message to take away from the movie too in addition to like yeah, what what is the equivalent to virtue at the end? I thought that it was didactic in the sense of but there's this one line that I think uh Caroline you and I are probably familiar with this kind of talk a lot. I guess I just sort of assumed you'd, you'd still be kind of doing that sort of thing. I mean, listen, don't get Quentin. me wrong. I, I think it rocks that you're here. You know, we we definitely need light mm-hmm. in the industry. We definitely need light in the industry. Mm-hmm. That's something a lot of in Los Angeles that Christians say to each other, like, mm-hmm. go be actors, go be light in the industry, be go, be, go be writers, like, go be a light in the industry, blah, 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 blah. Right. Like kind of infiltrate. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes it like a sleeper <laughs> agent situation. Like, yes. make them trust you. Yeah. And, and when then, the moment's right, <laughs> <laughs> tell them the car is yeah, their body. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So in a, in a wild way, the movie advocates against that idea ultimately oh my gosh, you're right yeah. because it's saying no 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 because the uh <laughs> the emotional crux of the movie is after uh playing after grace plays her really not good song in front of a boardroom of people rather than you know recording a demo as you would like a normal person and right. just sending it to people mm-hmm. she Walks out, she cries, and then Kevin Pollock, Mossy, says, uh, we're going to have someone write all your songs for you. Come into the studio. I don't care if you don't like him. We're going to have you sing these. Oh, really? And then it's like, is she going to do it? Is she not going to do it? And then there's like a little cinematic trickery, like she's about to go into the recording studio. No, just kidding. She's going back to church. Oh, yeah. And so she goes back home, writes a letter to Mossy, again, breaking up with her daddy boyfriend in L.A. to right. be with her daddy husband right. in Alabama, in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh. Um so it does advocate for a real separationist sensibility yeah. for people of faith where it's like... But go work in the safe, like, Christian branch of the music yeah, industry. which I find as you like... compromised. And no matter what your faith is or your lack of faith is, I find that, that idea to be not great. Yeah. The idea of like, oh, you know what? Just stick to your tribe. 
it is like it's almost like a weird like marry with like there's a very dark reading of shrek where the message is just marry within your own race do you know what i mean <laughs> like it, it feels like there's a similarly dark reading of this and like don't bother with like engaging with the world yeah, go back yes. to where it's safe in alabama with your family inside of a church where you do kind of an okay song that knocks everyone yeah. out. Yeah. And literally like keep your dad with you as a chaperone to your yeah. career. And Basically. transition immediately from father to husband. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it is a baton pass. Yes. You will yeah. never be without either your dad, Alone. your future husband or Chris Tomlin. <laughs> Is that his name? Well, if you yeah. want a good wedding advice guy, you want to. And go they just to say the same thing. Yeah, small. Yeah, yeah, yeah small. small. Oh, you can small. tell the director was like, "Whatever you want to say, Chris, it's gonna be great." And also, it's gonna be great. Is that a? I mean, that's an important Christian ideal. Is a small wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Christians, if you had any sort of large wedding, you are in direct violation of the Bible. Um, my it's husband did notice that they played a Chris Tomlin song in the background, as if like, "Here's Chris's theme." <laughs> <laughs> when he isn't, came in oh no you never let go isn't that him too uh maybe i can yeah. see a light yeah, that's yeah, coming yeah. so the whole thing is just a yeah. chris tomlin and wait so <laughs> secretly and that. that's what they open with so right. and they're on a billing with chris tomlin so they play their <laughs> half of the billing they open with his song <laughs> that he will do later right. that does seem like in vain with what grace tends to do though yeah she's just a cover <laughs> artist his song and then come back. Yeah, so I mean... And in uh, the end, aren't we all cover artists of the Lord? Dang. Oh, mm-hmm. of the Lord. Humanity is a cover song of the image of God. I'm just plagiarizing the Bible every time <laughs> I talk. <laughs> I hear it's okay because it's open source. It's more than 100 years old. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. It's public domain. Public it's domain. Fine. It's public they domain. can't it's see you. No, no, no Like, no, no. legally, they can't. They cannot. That, By the way... That IP is not protected. <laughs> so, evidently, the the movie was at least relatively successful by the way i know we like we drag on uh do you know what focus on the family is have you heard of that yeah it's a very conservative evangelical organization yeah i was gonna say is it just a website but it's like think tank yeah they do uh like reviews of movies they're always very positive to faith-based movies like this or hoovy or fireproof or Mm -hmm. something so two funny things one the book that uh quentin gives uh grace to read own Own it. it That was a tie-in. That was a product tie-in. There was a real book called Own It that they were like trying to get people to buy. So again, the movie Ugh. functions as branded content. And two, Gosh. here's something I've... So many Christian movies do that. Like um, Fireproof was selling Love Dare, the book. Yeah. And um, even the Christian Mingle movie had like a tie-in with Christian Mingle, what? actually. Yeah. And like yeah, yeah, study yeah. materials for your Bible study. Whoa. Yeah. So, and then two... In researching this, and something I've found in like researching for a lot of the stuff we have to talk about on the show, Christianity Today was not having this movie. I read this too. Christianity Today, <laughs> they didn't like drag it, drag it, like rake it over the coals, but they were very critical yeah. of the movie. And like usually... Because of the redo of Establishing Shots or... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I- I love those. They're actually and, fine on a time. The, uh, when she goes to the restaurant with the TV hunk she's been set up with with the manager just for publicity <laughs> shots, and it's just clearly like on a hill they've put yeah. up some tables. Ballet. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. I think I know that hill because I went to a wedding in Birmingham, Alabama, where I think they shot that. Are you shot even the LA stuff in Alabama? They shot a teeny tiny bit in LA, but then I think like when she that goes to out. Sapphire, there are. Birmingham, Alabama trees behind her. <laughs> that shot. Um, 
But yeah, I found it funny that like Christianity Today was like, no, this is their advocate because when this comes out, when movies like this come out, the people behind it as sort of uh, bringing a knife or gun to a knife fight rather, they say, guys, buy out the theater. People want to go see Hunger Games. No, go go see this. Buy out the theater. Mm -hmm. Take your kids. Take your, in a weird way, you know, now that we're living in a post-Black Panther universe, Churches and and all sorts of organizations were like filling up people by the busload to go see that movie, which makes sense. But the issue with this is like the movie's not good, but they're trying to appeal just to your sense of faith. With Black Panther, that's appealing to your sense of just like culture and legacy and it's like so loaded in addition to it's a great movie. Right. Right. And but, it's like worth it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But it's this like worth protecting him. Yeah, but Christianity Today was like, I don't want to see this movie. It's not good. So you, uh, can I read a little, you have bit a little of quote? It? Yeah. yeah. So uh, they said, "Wouldn't we rather have more movies like Grace Unplugged than like Hunger Games? Better reach for our wallets. Otherwise, we only have ourselves to blame." When our daughters started emulating Katniss Everdeen, <laughs> Katniss, and then don't want to emulate her. Yeah, just a hero, <laughs> just a hero who dies for her, who was willing yeah. to die for her sister. Just like kind of an amazing uh, stand-up just person, a Christ-like figure. Um, also yeah. independent, no daddy. Yeah, uh, no but, daddy. Uh, and then he goes on to say, "It might be a he or she." But anyway, the I, the writer says, oh, "It's always, a guy actually," which I was kind of impressed yeah, by because he, he was said, like, "I've always found this kind of." marketing puzzling it seems to tacitly admit that the product is not good enough to sell tickets on its own and i'm not against niche marketing there's actually something a little refreshing about seeing a christian film stop worrying about crossover appeal and just making the faith explicit but doesn't it still have to be a good movie yeah i was like fair dang christianity christianity today like i've read some political stuff that they've put out and it's not pro-trump like it feels like a good portion of it so they're like not insane. They're okay. There, as far yeah, as that stuff or there at least goes. doesn't feel like there's as much of an axe to grind on their part, maybe. Whereas, that, like, we have to support yeah. anything, like, at the cost of our own opinion, even. Right. Know? Whereas, yeah. focus on the family is like, 10 things you won't believe Mike Pence said <laughs> yeah. that are awesome, or whatever it is. <laughs> Grace Unplugged, <laughs> the new <laughs> Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There was a video. Uh, the plug, one of the plugged in guys did a video review of this movie, and it is like a middle aged dad doing it. And Aww. it's very Said. By the way, low correction, You Never Let Go, not a Chris Tomlin song. Oh, okay. It's a Phew. song by a guy named Matt Redman. He wrote that. So okay. not totally branded content. Because he just says later, we're, we're doing Chris Tomlin, but he just means they're set in general, not yeah, that like song. we want to channel his energy. Yeah. Tomlin's energy. Um, <sighs> there's a really important uh, line that I wanted you to pull. Oh, sure. Let me, this is when- um, <laughs> We had to talk about. That Grace, this is at the beginning of the movie. She goes, sneaks to a movie, doesn't go to youth group, right. goes to a movie instead. Mm-hmm. A move I hope we've all pulled at some point or another. Uh, that sounded great. Also, the movie she was watching was some kind of like pig card. That was the funniest part to me. It's <laughs> like, like the movie was like. He's our new roommate. Also, if you're 18 and it's like. You're not really going to like youth group as much. Aren't you going to more like self? You gotta go to like a college. Yeah, exactly. College group. Yeah. 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 I like that that still was like her rebellion, which she's going to clearly see like a kid's movie. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. She's going to see like Giggle Pigs. This this universe is equivalent to Minions, and her dad's dragging her for it. And so so she kind of deceives them, lies to them. 
And then her dad finds the ticket. Mm-hmm. Right. In, oh, and in the yeah. Car. She tells her mom, like, oh, yeah, Ruth Cooper's great. Thanks, mom. Yeah. Bye. Thanks, mom. Bye. And then he has this line, which is a theme that we found in a lot of these faith based movies. That little song and dance you gave your mother down there about youth group was great. Huh? You will not disrespect my wife like that, not in this house. You As if not... she's a guy in the bar that's suddenly like. Like Cat Calder or something. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There's this, like, it's, depiction of. Mom. um of like modern Christian marriages, I think sometimes in media that are like so aggressive. Oh yeah. Like there, I don't know. It just feels like very like, I gotta just like, that is my wife. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, mm-hmm. uh, there's something like, <laughs> and even, I don't know, like they fight and then all it takes, oh, when he, okay. So they, she runs away. He watches the video. She's like, babe, what are you doing? Also like, gotta call each other, babe incessantly right babe, like babe, touching, babe, constantly. Babe. touching constantly touching constantly holding each other constantly you gotta be it wasn't like, clear that they were a couple <laughs> right and you gotta be like hey doesn't mean you can't like have you can't be super in love you know what i mean uh-huh. like all yeah. this all this this idea was huge when i was in high school too which was like you can have amazing sex once you're married like but yeah. this idea <laughs> of like well let's make it look so awesome mm-hmm. that you're like so stoked for it or whatever but um make marriage look awesome you mean yeah, yeah. that you're like yes 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 gotta 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 mm-hmm. um anyway that's like a side <laughs> thought but it's still like that's kind of you're like part of you's like i guess i like that he like cares about her his wife being respected but also like just make it about her lying and like you don't have to be so yeah. aggro yeah. And that was, yeah, he didn't seem to care like why she skipped youth group or like how she's doing. He was yeah. just like, don't you dare respect that woman down <laughs> yeah. there. Not in my house. As if she doesn't, that's like not her mom. Right. You know, yeah, it exactly. was so like, weird. She doesn't have a relationship to her. And then yeah. when she's watching the video and he's like, she's incredible and they make up the, the mother and father, <laughs> he walks over to her even though he has mm-hmm. been like controlling and angry and he's been like the one shouting and screaming and she's been sort of like, hey, we need to like let her figure this out and like be here when she needs to come back or whatever. He goes over to seemingly apologize for her, walks, walks over, but then says, come here or like get up or whatever yeah, like I she's laying too. on the couch heal <laughs> yeah like yeah, she's on the brink like of tears and he just goes to he goes her. to comfort her and you're like good move and then he stops shy of reaching <laughs> down to her and he just is like come here yeah. and makes her get up then this is when they hug and he looks to the heavens and says she's here now she's yours now <laughs> <laughs> through tears his wife <laughs> <laughs> she's like who are you she's talking to no one no, no one, one no one <laughs> so weird so, so weird and again the idea uh, she's yours now yes and also i'm sorry if you're really like wouldn't she always have been god's first That's what yeah I was, it was like she always was yes or maybe that was like symbolic of him relinquishing control it or is something, i but think i get was... that moment but it's still muddled where you're like if you're really a christian dad you would be like i'm number two to him yeah, anyway been right. saying that the whole time and you'd appeal to that. And and I guess, again, with his like apology, where then they play a instrumental It Is Well on two guitars. That actually sounded pretty oh good. Gosh, I think right. he he's for real in a band now called Band From TV, and it's him and a couple other like TV character I actors. Think one of them, though, is um a, a Bachelor guy. Uh-uh. Is he really? TV. Yeah. Well, I'm going to look it up now. An early... A Bob? The is it Ari? No. <laughs> it's like a playful early bachelor guy bob i think wow there's quite a few listen to this lineup guys greg grunberg james denton who is our dad mm-hmm. in this movie jesse spencer uh hugh laurie 
Wow. Whoa. Terry Hatcher? Wait. <laughs> this is insane. Wait, Kevin, I think you're reading the Desperate Housewives. <laughs> Marsha Cross, Felicity Huffman, <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin. Gloria. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> Bob from The Bachelor plays in something else. Okay. But Are you in The Bachelor? This Are you into it this season? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always. You like who you, Ari? Who do you think's going to win? He's all right. Oh, Lauren, obviously, because she's the person who's talked the least. Jeez. Yeah. Is that always it? The person who talks the least wins? A lot of times you're like the vanilla cake of the vanilla wins. I mean, we're on a real vanilla train right now. I mean, like (laughs) Rachel picking Brian instead of Peter, the hottest person I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Um, I'm like a real person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Peter. Peter's the one I like, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I liked him. Yeah, yeah. He's great. Nick, What's, who's a monster sociopath. Yeah, choosing Vanessa, who was like, not vanilla, but like certainly- She was a spicy little meatball. Yeah, she was a, she was pretty spicy, actually. A spicy little and then, meatball. Let's be- Lauren B. That Lauren was another B, That's a real of, vanilla cake. Well, yes. And they uh-huh. split, right? And they split. Yeah, two vanilla people. I thought they were destined Although for each other. Although the more other. I get to know Ben, the more I'm like, he wasn't vanilla. Really? Yeah, he's like it was pretty- bridled. He's low-key a freak? <laughs> I hope so but he's just a little bit more interesting than I gave him credit for I think and maybe she is too it's also you, you everything can be in the edit of course but, and some people are less good at like sharing their themselves on camera yeah. or whatever yeah. but these two blonde Laurens that we've had oh are my just gosh. I they think are, what you see is what you get they are wallpaper drying <laughs> you're like, like what is happening and Ari has some like good people to like where I'm like you're gonna I can't believe you're gonna pick her in the face of, of yeah, like these women with these like, women ideas. who are more, sure. who are more even Becca, yeah, sure, young Becca who left or Becca who you remains. don't like Becca, you, you well no little, young face. Becca or Becca who remains. Uh, I haven't are seen it in a couple of episodes. Boop? I'm thinking of Betty Boop. Who Betty was Boop like, was fun. She gone. Fire. Man, she she's gone? young. She that gone. was gross. Is she like twenty? She was twenty two. Oh, 22. Yeah. yeah. Twenty Ari is like thirty six, going on sixty five. Well, guys, speaking of romance, <laughs> speaking of romance, it Can feels we? like <laughs> there's a romance that said I don't even care about the boyfriend subplot, but I did like Ugh. how for certain parts where Quentin and Grace were falling in love. That it kind of just turned into a mumblecore movie or like an improv yeah. 101 grad yeah. show. That's so yeah. painful. You know what? And honestly, don't even worry about it because I told her you're like a really big star and you'd never spend time with somebody like yeah. her. So. You said that? No, no, no. I did, I did that. that was, was a I was, I'm, joke, yeah. right? Sorry. Okay. I was trying to do a thing, but. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It worked really well. It did. You got me. Yeah. I want, okay. I want everyone to See think, over there. think back. <laughs> I want everyone to think back on their courtships, and if it didn't start with minutes of stammering, you need to leave because you're not with the one. <laughs> yeah, in, wait, an invitation you think, to your. You mom's think this house. is? Uh, wait, no, you no, don't I'm think kidding. This. Okay, because <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, but I, I just love I've it. always stammered. Oh, that makes sense. This is like the depiction of like when you're crushing on just someone. Uh, uh, I mean, you, you, you go, no, no, you, you go, uh, you know, like crazy. Yeah. I know that that happens, but like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, well, also there was like zero, uh, like sexual Dialogue? tension yes. between them, you know, with all this like awkwardness. It was yes. basically like he was barely on her radar and then, but she somehow like, becomes like, he has reason to be awkward him. because he's an intern talking to a pop star. Right. Which like in any, sure. the, the power status dynamic. of that is just like, he should be like, I'm uh, sorry, miss. I'll get uh, out of here. Whatever. But yeah. <laughs> 
you know, I don't know. It was just like, oh, we're really playing at them flirting so that <laughs> yeah. we like don't get into dicey These territory. Teens. It's a rough go. I mean, I like that actor generally. He's been in a bunch of other stuff. Oh, really? He was on. He was in all the Twilight movies, and he's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was I, some Twilight guy. He annoyed me so much in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I found him very <laughs> irritated. Like kind of, kind of like he's supposed to be this hometown boy in the middle of L.A. Like come over to my family's for some vittles and stuff. And yeah, I was like, where, where are they? Are they in the valley? I are know. they in Northridge? <laughs> like Sherman They're Oaks, definitely in the valley. <laughs> yeah, and then and then Bad he house. like without anything to their relationship really to allow for this lectures her later on like, well, I think you're fighting against God. And he literally knows nothing about her relationship with God. We don't know anything about her relationship with God. We've had pretty much zero context for that most of the time. We just assume because she's taken a drink. Like this she's movie gone. is not yeah. concerned with her relationship with her heavenly father as much as it is her <laughs> earthly father, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's all it's about. And gifted in ways I can't even describe. He he's in love with her. <laughs> he. W- w- is so in love I with think her. somewhere deep down I always knew it and maybe I just maybe that's why in my heart <laughs> I just never wanted you to grow up I'm so, not thinking if there's like a stammering scene between her and her dad <laughs> like, uh, oh uh, you go first no you no, riff no, I got, I got no, the door you on the piano give you any space <laughs> I'll go give you space And that was. <laughs> he takes me. so long. Milks it. What's the next line? Because nothing ever made me happier than playing music with you. Not your mother. I know. Not getting married. Wow. Not my job. Not my relationship with God. You are my happiness. <laughs> not my rock and career. you feel like he's apologizing for the right things. And so, wouldn't it be so much better if, in the end, she's singing and he's in the audience cheering her on? Like the yeah, fact that that's yeah, a good point. Yeah, yeah, for him to just like let her have that's her tight. autonomy right. and like let her go be herself. Again, it's a daddy-daughter dance dream of a movie. <laughs> really, this movie lost me. I mean, I was like, oh, this is really like poorly made, and like this is like a little confused sometimes. But that coda. Did so much damage for me appreciating <laughs> what this movie. The two years the later. The deal, I like, was like, oh no, this oh, is trash. No, this was bad. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Did you guys like our girl AJ in the lead? Do you think she was good? I th- again? I thought she did a great job. I, she was I a bought good actor. her like yeah. That first club performance when she's doing Untouchable. What's it Where called? She, uh, misunderstood. <laughs> misunderstood. <laughs> you are thinking about the zipper zone. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm, oh, just coming out oh, of the zipper zone over here. She cannot plug her guitar in though. <laughs> oh, oh no! Give oh, me a second f- with f- this. F- f- oh, oh, she's having a stammer scene with her guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was pretty good. I mean, they. She's up against it. You know, sure, but I felt like she held her own. Yeah, and I got the quote unquote star quality when she did that scene. I was like, oh, this must be a real. And I looked it up, and it was Allie and AJ. Yeah, and so she's like a yeah. good yeah. singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Sense. She's right. got the goods in that department for sure. That being said, I'm not bumping the soundtrack anytime soon. <laughs> I do think though that honestly, it's time for honesty is a very good opener. I liked that line. I was like, Honestly, wow. it's time for. Oh, this is her song. This is the climactic song at the end, right? Her church. She shows her modest outfit. Is this? On. Is this it? <laughs> All I've ever needed. Yeah. Oh, and that's symbolic too. That she's playing the piano like her yes. dad always wanted. wanted. Oh. Even though she Put wrote it on guitar, down. she's like, "Let me just quick, she, let me play it on piano for the first time." <laughs> 
Got real indie girl voice here. Real back in her throat. Yeah, yeah. like Bobo <laughs> Regina Spector style. where she had to find her <laughs> way. It's back in her throat. That's for God. Want your voice. God, God. Avocado. Okay. And the thing is, I agree with you. Like, it would be so much cooler if it was like she went back to her music and sh- career and she was like, I wrote this song. Because that song is not overtly not a, Christian. No. I mean, well, no. she does say, she says, God, she, it's you. Yes, she does. But like, <laughs> she does say, I'm a Christian in that song. So. Does she really? No, I'm, I'm a Christian. <laughs> I'm a Christian. You, this forever. song's about God. If for you're God. not a Christian, you can't listen to this <laughs> yeah. song. Please turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> but for a long time, it's not. It just is like a soul yeah. searching one. And if you had, if you... You know, I was like, oh, there's a version where she just does her career. People take it or leave it. She does like songs that are true for her. But yeah, that's yeah. What, or maybe she's like a, a star in her own vein. Maybe right. not like a Renee Taylor. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I think about uh, that Brian McLaren quote you said a couple of or probably months ago where it's like a faith is as good like the efficacy, if that's the right word, of a faith. It is. is. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Is measured by the impact it has for those outside of it. Yeah. In the sense of like how well you treat people yeah. at, that are not which, in your faith. Which by the way, if Scientology was like, yeah, we're like building wells and not <laughs> horrifically abusing people, mm-hmm. you'd be like, well, yeah, it's okay. Well, okay. Yeah. So same with like Christianity or people who are Christians or whatever the faith is. Just the idea of like, yeah, go out there and, and make music that is truthful and honest. And good. Yeah, and not just like retreat to the tent and don't go yeah, out and, and go up in the hill and make your, your Christianity own jam. to right. make a career out of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. welcome to Good Christian Fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, I'll just bring it back to yes. my homeboy, St. Francis. Thank you. Um, he has a Get quote it. that I um, I mess up all the time, but it is something like, spread the gospel as far as you can, you know, highest mountains, lowest valleys, use words only when necessary. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's Francis, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I've heard it attributed to Mother Teresa sometimes, but no, it might no. be Francie. Oh, it for sure I predates Teresa. Okay. She might just be also repping that quote. Ooh, or was she, was she guys, was she plagiarizing? No, oh, there is no, no. IP. <laughs> it's open. <laughs> yeah, so again, this movie is saying to that idea, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Say it loud and proud. Stick to your own. Yeah, so let's let's get play to, our... to people who already agree. <laughs> Preach to that choir. Preach only to the choir all the time. Exclusively Literally, use words all the time. All the time, <laughs> and the most Christian person you know, your daddy. <laughs> use words and your dad, and not your body, not your currency. <laughs> let's get to our final thoughts about the movie. The way use this works, Jessica, is we give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down in the form of a holy toast. Or holy roast. Holy toast? We're sending it to heaven where the angels are toasting it forever. Or holy roast, we send it to hell. So we'll start with you, Caroline. One or the other. (laughs) (laughs) Where's Gracie going? Um, Oh, I really didn't think ahead of this, and now I'm kind of conflicted because, to be honest, in watching this movie, it was much better than I expected. Mm -hmm. Like... In the upper echelon of movies we've consumed on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the bar has gotten so low <laughs> after a while. Uh, but it, but I thought it, it was like entertaining and I did care about Gracie and I did think <laughs> Gracie was talented. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
And and like frankly against a lot of the other Christian movies we've seen, this one was, you know, it had its like angle, but this didn't feel quite as preachy sure. or quite as like, I don't know, everyone fitting in their perfect box or like their stereotype necessarily. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it did. But um so I think I'm sending it to heaven. A holy toast from Caroline. I think a holy toast. Wow. Also, Allie and AJ, I looked him up, and their songs are good. Their songs are good. Okay. Are they Christ honoring? Have you heard that song? No. What? When you gonna take me out? Sounds a little needy to me. <laughs> <laughs> we turn to you. Yes. Jessica. Oh my gosh. I really wish I could just throw down my Catholic card and send it to purgatory. Oh, you can. That's what we call Lucky the you. Space between. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We, yeah, that's always an option. Oh my god! Send it to the space between. Um, yeah, I'm gonna send it to the space between for sure. It definitely, I agree, was better than I thought. But also, I was like, "What's happening?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as I've already said, that coda really lost me. It really undid a lot of goodwill that it had built up in my heart. Where I was like, "What is this tag that negates so many things you had going for it?" Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that really did some damage to me. But you know. Maybe it all get on out. Hey, maybe we gotta pray Do the it out limbo, of there. Right? Yeah. Pray it out. There. <laughs> Do the limbo, limbo. <laughs> uh, on Gola Gola Island, guys. <laughs> we are we we all Binya Binya. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, Binya, good. Binya. Yeah. yeah, big old frog that terrorized yeah, children. Sure. Yeah, super hot. Yeah, remember that super hot, terrifying <laughs> frog that t- uh, terrorized Jamaican mm-hmm. children. Everyone's on first crush. We She's all know. So big. <laughs> <laughs> it. He was juicing. Um, I. Guys, we have a three-way split because I'm sending it to hell. Wow. I think that's fair. I think, like you said, it wasn't um, overtly didactic in a lot of its messaging, but I think sometimes that lulls people into a false sense of security because I think the overall, even the casual message of it, because it is so bland and kind of whitewashed, is worse and more damaging you have your guard down because it's like well this isn't about how like gay marriage is destroying america so mm-hmm. it's it's fine but really like the idea like just kind of the retreat of it all and the like weird patriarchal messages about like because mm-hmm. grace is just a baton that gets handed from dad to god to quentin to manager to manager. yeah to manager for a little bit uh-huh. and so i feel like all that stuff and even as good as Mashaka is in the movie. It's not enough to save it from hell. So I'm sending it to hell. Yeah. Can I amend my answer? <gasps> you convinced me. I think I'm going to send it to the space between. Okay. To be clear, you're sending it to... Uh... The space between. Okay. Just yeah, want right. to make sure. Oh That's my great. gosh. Cool. No one works an iPad like you. <laughs> Incredible. You really do have your finger on the dial there. Incredible. Uh, I tried to, but we're not the final word on this, dear listeners. You're the final word. So go to at Christian Fun Pod on Twitter. You can give it a holy toast, holy roast, or send it to the space between. So get out there and. Pokemon go to the polls. <laughs> and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. Jessica. Yes. Caroline. Yes, Kevin. We're bringing it back. We're doing the hunt. For the worst oh. Christian song about girls of oh, all time. Oh, the no. worst. Jeez. I'm having like numb flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> There's a segment we've done periodically or pretty consistently, Jessica, called the, the Hunt for the Worst Christian Song of All Time. There's some good Christian music sure. out there. Sure. There's a lot of bad Christian music. Oh, so much. <laughs> and we're here to hunt for what is the worst Christian song of all time. Great. But f- to close out Proverbs 31 month, I thought it'd be fun to do one about girls. Oh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so, Caroline. Christians don't have a great track record with this one. I have texted you the lyrics. Jessica, I'm texting you now the lyrics to our first song. We're going to listen to both songs. And then we're gonna we're gonna just vote in the room three three way vote. What is the worst song? This first song is called "Average Girl." Oh gosh, "Average okay. Girl" okay. by Barlow Girl. Lauren so B. what? I'm not your average girl. <laughs> I don't meet the standards of this world. Chasing after. this song you do she says like sleeping beauty my prince will come for me no more dating i'm just waiting <laughs> not a lot of enunciation Boys are bad. That's certainly not true. God is preparing one for you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You'll get tired of waiting till you know? it comes. Where? God's arms are the perfect place to rest. Listen to this chorus again. No more dating. I'm just. Okay, uh, that's enough of that song. Wait, there's a bridge that says sleep. That's the only thing for me because when I sleep, God's preparing one for me. <laughs> Why does she have to be asleep? She depressed? Uh, <laughs> she might be. Oh, maybe this no. is a deep song. How does she sing this bridge? That's the only thing for me. God's preparing 
bananas. I don't know what the I don't know what that means on a theological level. Yeah, because it's not. She, it's also, not theological. It's like more leaning into the Sleeping Beauty metaphor, I guess. Yeah. Stay dormant. Yeah. <laughs> Until your wedding day, because like you can't date. You gotta wait for that wedding. Waiting. Chasing boys is not my thing. I'm waiting for the wedding ring. No more dating. No more dating. I'm. St- I'm, just, I'm just waiting. So you know what? Maybe oh, it no. is referring to Song of Solomon. It is a Song of Solomon or Proverbs where it says, "Do not awaken love before it's, before time. it's time." That is Song of so Solomon. So she's Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> Do not awaken Sleeping Beauty before she's ready to have sex when she's married. Maybe. Yeah. No, that's pretty. I mean, <laughs> why don't you put that into this song? Pretty clear though. I don't know. It's no dating, so pretty yeah. much like nada till the time. Right, which I think. Oh boy, this sounds like this girl's been single too long. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so that's Average Girl. Oh man. By Barlow. Okay, girl. here's my question. Yes, ma'am. God's preparing one for you. Mm-hmm. What does the church just think of singles? Not not favorably, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's a bad situation. What they do wrong? Yeah. No, God didn't make one for you. Sorry. Or you didn't find him? Or you messed up. Or, well, yeah. I, this is a problem because this tells women you are He's coming. You're passive in your dating life or in your romantic yeah. life. Which is, I mean, there is a cultural norm for like men ask women out, women right. don't, or whatever, beyond Christian world, but especially in the Christian world. And I was taught a lot of this too of like, you just focus on your relationship with him, run to God's arms, don't get aroused by anything in the meantime. Yeah. And then like, God will just send him and he'll ask you out all of a sudden. Which became a real problem, like when I was in college, when none of the boys were asking the girl out because they were also focusing on their time with the Lord, <laughs> and like women were a distraction. <laughs> and so we were like, "What? That was that was the whole deal we made, oh, you know?" Oh and my so gosh! It can lead, the, yeah, it leads to this very passive role, which isn't great and not very empowering. We talked about in the last episode the biggest problem area for most churches is single women above the age of eighteen. <laughs> Yeah. No one knows what to do. Because, like, no for men, knows. there's there's a pattern of, like, oh, well, Paul was single long into his yeah. life, you know, and but for women, they're kind of like, uh... Roof, I don't know. Just put you <laughs> in the me. young who moms group. Yeah. Who are you? Put <laughs> you in the moms group. Yeah. Want to do kids, man? Yeah. So, Average Girl by Barlow Girl. Encouraging passivity. Don't wake this girl up. She needs to sleep and be depressed until... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the only Sleep's thing for me. The only thing for oh, me. Oh, jeez. Not like I'm gonna go like start a small business. That's or... not even proactive in her relationship with God. No, <laughs> yeah. she's, she's sleeping. sleeping. She's sleeping. It it's off. like he's working on me while I'm asleep. Which, yeah. come on, and him. Don't love that one boy. <laughs> also, this is another problem too because that's telling you like I think I think dating multiple people is very important before you, you marry someone. I mean, if you can, not oh, everyone yeah. works for, but it can be great. Because experience lets you know what you're looking for, sure, sure. that kind of thing. And this says the first guy that asks you out, probably your husband. <laughs> right. Roll with it. Right. Yeah. Against all odds. Yeah. That's not good. Now, if if Gracie <laughs> Trey had gone with the first guy who asked her out, she'd be with a sex maniac TV star, a cheating hunk a from Wonderfalls. Hunk. Right. Thunderfalls. That's what it's called. Thunderfalls. Thunderfalls is the name of He's the fun. fictional. So that's the three <laughs> sisters: Alyssa, Rebecca, and Lauren. Barlow, yeah, in that band. By the way, I know I'm exaggerating a little bit what they're saying, but the but the meat is there. The meat is of, there. Of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. The meat is there. That's right. <laughs> um, so this is a little bit Inceptiony, but 
That was Average Girl by Barlow Girl. Now we're going to listen to a song called Barlow Girl by Super Chick. What happened? So what happened was Super Chick, apparently the people in this band Super Chick, met the Barlow Girls before they were a band and sang a song about how much they loved their style and how much they loved like, oh, they're abstinent, they're waiting. That's really cool of them. So that song we just listened to, Average Girl, came out in 2004. The song we're about to listen to, Barlow Girl, came out in 2001. So they kind of paved the way for uh, them. For them to become a girl group? It's confusing. It's but, confusing. The same that... time that Gracie Unplugged was made. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, 2004. <laughs> yeah, 2004. <laughs> didn't, but didn't the Barlow girls, before their music career, have some kind of notoriety? Like their dad was a famous preacher or something? Yeah, yeah, they like did. Like they were known oh my somehow. Gosh, like another as... thematic tie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Daddy, better be your career launcher or else. Manager. Co-worship leader. <laughs> so this is Barlow Girls by Super Chick, a song that came out in 2001 on an album that I owned and listened to a lot. Oh, boy. Karaoke Superstars. <laughs> Karaoke Superstars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I sent you the lyrics for that. Those are the first set lyrics. We met these sisters, Barlow. They're last nice name. Ordinary girls, they don't live in the fast lane. They don't rate with the guys that score. Cause they don't want what the boys want more. Someone's eye. All the boys in the band want a Valentine from a Barlow girl. Boys think they're the bomb. Why? Because they remind them of their mom. All the boys in the band want a Valentine from a Barlow girl. Boys think they're the bomb. They remind them of their mom. Alright. No! <laughs> Stop it. Right, we'll listen to a little bit of verse two and then tap out after this uh, very 2001 breakdown. <laughs> Everyone needs to be loved. Everyone needs their own teenage fan club. Any attention can feel like a good thing. Dress to impress can be oh so tempting. You can get noticed with your body. Sexual hypnosis by being haughty. Okay, 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 okay. This is so gross. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. To be clear, the chorus is all the boys in the band want a Valentine from a Barlow girl. Mm-hmm. They're the bomb. Because they remind them of their mom. Okay, isn't it biblical? Isn't Leave and Cleave biblical? Yeah. Get mm-hmm. out of here with these being in love with your parents things. This <laughs> is so weird. Oedipal problem we have. Yeah, yeah. It's th- and they this remind them of their mom. Yeah. So also, there's a lot going into that. Your mom's not a virgin anymore. So this she is not had the you. purity example They're you're looking conflicting for. Conflicting at odds ideas. Your mom's a hoe for your dad. Go for a virgin, but your mom's a hoe for you. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. So it, it reinforces that with verse. <laughs> 
<laughs> With, it's uh, the like uh, kind of whore Madonna complex all over again. They don't date. They won't date. They want to see how they're going to grow up, who they're going to be. But in the meantime, they might feel unloved when all the girls around them are hooking up. But I know for sure it's never popular to be pure. And while some guys might be passing them by, I think they've caught someone's eye. So they're saying... The boy's in their band. Yeah. Or are they saying they caught God's eye? And he's like, good job. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you girls catch God's eye. And also they caught eye. our Ooh, eye because we wrote a whole song about them. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is like a, uh, like a museum guide saying, look at this gorgeous person behind a glass case also you cannot touch them. you can make it seem like less of a freaking mountain you don't have to be like it's never popular to be pure it i mean i grew up in a pretty christian area but it was like yeah very chill like yeah. no one yeah. cared it'll yeah. be fine yeah well or maybe they're like playing to that perception maybe you have as a teenager of like everyone's dating but me yeah, yeah totally like, but no no you're fine well, there's you're like fine. a majority that aren't or like okay. late 90s or they are da- i mean we had people who were dating who just weren't you know, up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the thing is like your your choice your choice is no dating, or well, you're sleeping around, right? Mm-hmm. You dumb hoe. Which is, which is not cool. Not cool. <laughs> yeah. And also that you can have one of the other. Yeah, this is. There's a lyric here that confuses me. I want to see if you can help me out. No girl should feel like she has to trade her body for love or be an old maid. And yes, there are guys who are willing to wait. Escobar Logo on her wedding day. No girl should feel she has to trade her body for love or be an old maid? Like that they can't have guys at all. Yeah, no girl should feel like she has to trade her body for love. Oh, oh, I see. Or be an old maid. Yeah, it's not like trading an old maid. Yeah. Yeah. mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm using my body to be an old maid. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they're doing. I gotta get that old old maid, maid. baby. I wanna be unplaceable (laughs) in my church's Bible study groups. I gotta do it. Oh boy! So yeah, very uh, d- different sounds to these bands, but roughly the same meat and potatoes on the song, which is a uh, uh, praise and an admiration of abstinence and purity culture, mm-hmm. and an aloof woman, <laughs> and a hard to pin down woman. <laughs> oh my gosh! Distant in a tower. Yeah. It's just like. you just like get you could i mean like maybe it's i don't know you you get so many more people on a gray area page you know what i mean like then a then like a hard no (laughs) (laughs) you know like a nothing right that's what makes people go like forget this and throw all all the baby out with the bad water i think that's a good point rather than like hey you know like make sure you (laughs) value yourself yeah if it, i think that's a good point like if you had chosen a maybe a more moderate stance you could have won more over than being like no hand holding kids right. be like no thanks yes I'm bye here. yeah bye. the legalism is what drives people away right and rather than like it's almost like treating symptoms of a disease rather than like what's your self-worth what's your identity what's your blah 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 absolutely like don't spread yourself out because you're valuable and you don't have to unless it's you really want to and like trading that for attention not necessary right yeah so guys what is the worst of these two (laughs) songs between i think barlow girls is worse yeah i don't like this Mm -hmm. mom comparison is bananas boys think they're the bomb and also i'm i'm envisioning a world (laughs) where the one that's the what's the name of the the first one average girl by average girl. girl i'm like envisioning a world where they are like um like 14 15 and 17 when they record that mm-hmm. and i'm like cool this is like your your sort of binary version of this issue because you are immature 
Sure. And yeah, like, I think that's a good point. And I'm on board with that. Like, if you, if that's like your. Because you're little kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't have like a fully evolved like grasp of like sexuality and your identity that's okay and i'd rather you be safe so cool that's like the yeah. vision i'm gonna go with it feels like I it'd like be funny to have like a choir of 10 year olds sing about why purity is yeah yeah it's like, like i don't get real it. yeah it's I like don't exactly it. but it's I, like that's fine good yeah, that's cool appropriate. Keep it, yeah keep it easy and palatable because you're, you're like too yeah. young yeah. but I'm imagining the super chick band. It's like they are 34 <laughs> and they're like talking down about like, see, we found an example in the wild. And we're, mm-hmm. the bo- the mom comparison is just too much. Too much. Really pushes over the and edge. And listen, let's at least affirm the broadest sense of if there's things you admire about your father or your mother. <laughs> And those things are also shared in the person that you're with. And that's, like, that's fine. You know what? Everybody also, does that. Mom that's, and dad are taken right now, so it's not but, really an option. But I've, never, <laughs> I've never uh, gazed upon a woman and thought, hmm, you remind me of Laura Porter. <laughs> and so I want whatever that is over there. Uh, I mean, I think that you, I want to discourage. I think usually gazed people don't know what I know how to say it in a not yeah. awful. What do I say? I don't know. You just affirmed your male gaze. Literally. I'm sorry. No, okay. yeah, you said uh, my very important. I, I consensually <laughs> laid eyes on, a, um, uh, I, uh, what, what's, what's a better, in my world, a wind blows her skull oh, out of no. nowhere. No, <laughs> no. Oh. Um, I think most people, I mean, I definitely have things in common with my mother-in-law, but it's not like, but it's usually like funny. Yeah. We're usually like, yeah. ha ha ha. Look it's at not that like, similarity. Mm, yummy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I feel so though. I, I've heard a lot more examples of like, like marry someone like your dad. Then like, well, because that marry sons, mommy, marry someone <laughs> right. like your mom. Well, and there's all this sort of like first dance culture that like, he was the first man I loved. Weird. He was my first print, my first, whatever. Yeah. Daddy daughter dates, yeah. That yeah, stuff and now, is so weird. I mean, right. I danced with my dad at my wedding and it was like sweet, but it was not about like. But that's the extent of one it. One last time, as yeah. Jamie Lee says, <laughs> pelvis to pelvis. I didn't one dance with my dad time. at my wedding because of that. I was just. And your wedding was great for that's it. Weird. And it takes forever. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah, the pomp and no circumstances. Knocks, no, no, that. no. My dad was paying for everything, so it was definitely like, Dad, what would you like? <laughs> yeah. And you know, you want to do the. I mean, I wanted him to walk me down and what have you, but like. What that I like. What little like winks are you? What was the song you guys danced to? Um, the uh, somewhere over the rainbow, but the yeah, 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 that guy. Okay, cool. You should have danced to this song. This (laughs) song to Barlow Girl. Yeah, I should (laughs) have put this on for my husband to dance with his mom (laughs) too, and just like stood behind his mom holding up peace signs, like woo, I'm just like her. Yay! Thank you. Well, well, check, 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 check. And that's the thing. There's so much like daddy daughter romance and and that sort of thing prevalent in religious and christian culture and while there's not as much with like mom son like mothers date your son yeah or like not that. a mommy's boy is like way worse to be than a daddy than a daddy girl. you Which want a daddy's girl you don't want a mommy's boy men, sure too. well i was gonna say <laughs> men are low-key or i should say women are low-key expected to be a maternal figure immediately to a husband right in a way that is the same as like you know, men are expected to be like a father or authority head of the household figure to their wives. Yeah. In a way that's like similarly messed up. Yeah. At that yeah. Level. yeah that, I think that's a good point. Yeah. There's like the, a lot stressed on like protection, protect, yeah. right? What? Protector. Hey. I mean, if there's a noise, 
My husband never gets up to look at it. <laughs> He's like, it's fine. I'm the one that has a taser in this house. Is that true? Actually. Oh, whoa. He's got a bat. In case a guest gets out of but hand. I'm ready or... for hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, go good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Caroline, where are you voting? I was kind of up in the air, but I think you made a really good point that this could just be a little bit of immaturity. Because I do, I have so many clear memories of friends saying this, and I even said this probably at points of like, they're boy crazy. I'm not boy crazy. I'm smart, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Which totally. is also just like, no, I was boy crazy. I just um, was insecure about not dating anybody. Um, so I feel like this is fine. It's a little sad that you have to sleep your life away until like the <laughs> man comes out of nowhere. A, a, a sleeping pill that lasts <laughs> from 13 to about 20 in Grace's case. Yeah, <laughs> like Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty is not a great role model. No. For any of no. us. No. <laughs> no. Uh, she's a good singer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Barlow she's Girl. Out of it. Yeah. So I'd say well, Barlow Girl is worse. All right. Well, I am the only one that has nostalgic attachment to Barlow Girls because I had this album and I played it a lot because <laughs> I wanted to see Josie and the Pussycats when it came out in the year 2001. <laughs> sure. And my mom said, no, you can't. There's too much like sex stuff in it. That movie was rated PG, by the way. Yeah, or horn, PG-13. This sure. reminds me of a time I asked for a Blink-182 CD and my mom saw parental advisory, so just got me a BB Mac CD. <laughs> <laughs> like, a BB Mac? Literally just like moved one over in the alphabet and was like, this is fine. <laughs> and I was like, like mom, match. you could have just not gotten me the CD <laughs> if you were like worried about parental advisory. You didn't have to get me a CD like that I would be tricked. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's close enough. Yeah. Baby Mac. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I got this instead of the Josie and the Pussycat soundtrack. Amazing. And, uh, and I think I gave it to a girl as a present at one point. Oh no, that's I gave against everything they to, stood for. I know. I clearly wasn't paying attention. <laughs> this You're trying to poke that sleeping beat. Well, a different album. <laughs> I was trying to wake her up. That being said, I want to be open to change and evolution. And you've both convinced me this is a worse song than Yay. Average Girl. Yay. So Barlow Girls, you're the worst Christian song about <laughs> girls of all time mm-hmm. for this week. And then maybe we'll pick this up at some other point. But now it's time to transition into what might be the most important segment of all. Where we take a moment, we dim the lights in here, light a few candles. Oh, so nice. And we really just reflect on what we've learned this month about Proverbs 31 woman, about grace, about what it means to fall in love with dad and keep that love strong for all of your adult life until you're passed along to your husband like property. But Jessica, on other podcasts, other podcasts we may have done together, may you've come on and you've like promoted yourself or your own projects. We're not here for that. We're not here for the approval of man. It's not what we do. On GCF, but we are here to lift things up prayerfully. And by lift things up, I mean your own projects and where people can find you on social media. <laughs> so, Caroline, I want to start with you. Our our ultimate Proverbs thirty one woman. Wow! Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'll sing praises of you. Sing her praise to the Lord, guys. I'm so glad that we're in this space right now. Thank you. You can be lifting me up. You can be pressing me towards the heavens. 
oh. of higher followers. <laughs> oh. At, <laughs> at at Caroline's Farts. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Instagram and Twitter, you can find me there. And to um, be clear, Jessica, she just recently changed her name last week to Caroline's Farts. Yeah. It was something different. So this isn't no one like, forced my hand. This isn't a relic from middle school days that she just happened to keep. It's like, no, I as a twenty six year old woman. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> farts are timeless. Okay. Okay. I will say, not an invitation to talk about my farts. Farts is a concept. Fine. Don't be asking me about my smell. Okay. I don't make them. I do. Um, this week, I would like to lift up <laughs> a Black Mirror episode that we watched. You and, and I watched? Nope. Okay. Uh, me and Nate. Okay. My uh, friend that I married. and Your daddy hubby. <laughs> my manager. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Black Mirror scares the poo out of me. It really messes me up for a while. But every once in a while, I have a positive episode in there that I can really hang on to. And there's uh, one in this fourth season called Hang the DJ, which, speaking of dating, is about dating. Oh. And thematic it's time. very sweet, and uh, I liked it. All right. Check it out. And thanks for saying that. You're welcome. Jessica, what do you want to lift up this week? Um, I've been hearing good things about that up. Gotta check it out. Yeah. Oh, behind. Did. I didn't finish out season three. Gotta get back in it. That's fine. I didn't finish season three either. Because you can't barrel through it. It's too scary. Yeah, it's, it's too spooky. It's too gonna spooky. like really. You have to like go fix yourself for yeah. a little bit after. It's hard to go to sleep after it. You know. Is Hang the DJ the sequel to that Zac Efron movie? Uh, yeah. All my fr- all my friends are. <laughs> we are your friends. We are your friends. friends. All my friends are in the DJs. <laughs> all my friends are DJs. <laughs> all my friends are DJs. <laughs> Me and my friends DJs. We are. We're DJs and we're friends. Um. Um, you can find me at Jess R. McKenna on Twitter and at Jess Jess McKenna on Instagram. Uh-oh, Heck two yeah. different names. Oh, yeah. Confusing. No, it's okay. It's good. Um, this is not a thing that can be consumed by others unless you can find your own, but I will say my mom got me a, um, a cer- word search a day tear-off calendar that I've really been making a, <laughs> wow. a job in a great way. I have just a little time to myself in the yeah. morning where I sip some coffee. Sometimes I sit outside and... Mm. I just, they're a different theme. Today the theme was Gene Wilder, okay? Hey! All different kinds of themes. But also I I will say I'm currently reading, um, finally reading a people's history. And it's... Mr. Zen? That's that's right. Wow. Guys, it's great. It is. It's really good. Okay. It'll make you a little bummed because you're like, man, there's been a lot of bad things. But it'll also make you really hopeful because you're like, man, there's always been a little bad things. Yeah. So if you think you're in the worst time of history. You aren't. Yeah. We definitely aren't. We'll make it out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be fine. And it's cool to hear about just, you know, a different different view of what you probably learned. Sure. I like that. So you and Kyle from Ladybird, a part of the same book club. That's right. Because he was reading it throughout. I know. Timothee Chalamet. I know. We have a lot in common. <laughs> For sure. And of course, we have to lift up Off Book. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Off Book. I mean, we lifted it up before. <laughs> yeah, it's been lifted. You guys have really lifted already, and I appreciate it. If you like laughing and being happy at all, listen to this podcast. I'm not I'm not playing. Also, I'm, you can now go back and re-listen through the lens of watching me really try to navigate a not mean stance towards religion. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not like super like I'm not very protective, but you will hear me like loosen if like if it's like too mean, I'll be like, "Actually, let's pull back and be like" <laughs> 
<laughs> you can just go, you can, if you re-listen, you can just sort of be uh, like, oh. Playing to the masses. <laughs> yeah. Making good on St. Like, oh, Francis. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well done. Listen off book, guys. And you can lift me up. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. And I want to lift off. I, I want to lift off. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> we'll miss you. Rocket man. I want to lift up off book. Up off book. Up, up off book. Um, but I also want to lift up. You know, there's a band called The Welcome Wagon. It's really great. Husband and wife. I believe the husband's a priest. He's a preacher. He's some sort of reverend type. And they make music together. Sufjan Stevens produced their first album, I believe. And it is very great, very gentle, very Sufjan Stevens. Touched by Sufjan. Sure, it's touched Mm. by Sufjan. Much like uh, Timothee Chalamet. And yes, yes, (laughs) very present on the Call Me By Your Name soundtrack. Yep, nominated for an Oscar. That's right. Yeah, Mystery of Love, great song. Yeah, it's a very good song. Who do you think sounds more scared, though? Bonnie Bear or Sufjan? <laughs> or Why Bonnie Bear? I Bear? don't want to wake Bonnie you Bear up. Bonnie Bear feels like he's very far away. Like he's already running. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does sound like someone running. I don't know. Away. Sufjan has that song about John Wayne Gacy, so I think like he's got some real terror in it. <laughs> <laughs> boys, summer jobs. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, no. What are you doing oh, now? Do you see without my eyes? I, Uh, He's kind of Christian Maybe we'll do his music sometime Yeah, we should Yeah, Yeah, have you listened to his Christmas music? His Christmas music's good Yeah, he's got a holy, holy, holy The first, the first Uh, one The second one's weird Yeah, I don't like Yeah, yeah, No, but the first one's good And you can lift up the podcast At Christian Fun Pod on Twitter And Instagram Facebook.com slash Christian Fun Pod Join the group Good Christian Fans on Facebook and leave us a review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. For every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. And this month's charity for the last time this month is Women for Women. Women for Women. Doing it for the ladies. WFW. Mm-hmm. Se- women seeking women. Uh, <laughs> that's a charity? I didn't yeah. know there's funding available. <laughs> um, no, it's a great cause. Look them up um, and support them on your own if you'd like to... Uh, Get in on the fun. Heck yes. And by next month, we'll have chosen a new charity to yeah. donate to. And as always, you can listen to every song that we feature on the show on our Good Christian Fund Spotify playlist. Oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> Jessica. So good. Thanks for joining this us. This is great. So Thank great. you so much. Thanks for having here. me. Thanks. And I think there's nothing left to say except for, and all of Pod's people said, Amen. Amen. <laughs> Let's go out with an average so girl. I'm not your average girl. Average girl. Sounds like Paramore, right? Totally. Yeah. It's 2004. All right, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Next week on GCF, we'll be doing another episode of Good Question Fun. We'll be reading your emails and listening to your voice memos, so send them to goodchristianfun at gmail.com with the subject line GQF. That's GQF and the number two. Plus, we'll have a very special announcement about the future of Good Christian Fun. That was a HeadGum Podcast.